Hello everyone. This is what we're calling All the Best Bits. It's sort of like a, a bonus supplementary episode where we're doing an audio commentary and uh, we're talking about every scene in a film, not just our favourite scene. It's me here, Kevin, obviously, and I'm joined by Will. Hello, Kevin. It's me here. And this is a, <laughs> such a strange thing for me because I know we're not going to be editing this. But um, we're not. Uh, it's our first time doing this. So, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's, I'm a bit nervous because I've done the homework. Yeah, me too. This is actually the first time I've ever done an audio commentary. We didn't even do one on our film. We did sort of like a hybrid thing where we we cut together interviews, or the director did, John, and cut them over the film. Yeah. So this is the very first time that I'm ever doing an audio commentary, and I think, what better film than Jaws? So what we're going to do, right, is we're going to cue the film up at the Zanuck Brown logo, not the Universal logo. So there'll be a few seconds of black, but when you see Zanuck Brown, hit play then. And you'll be in sync with us. So we're going to hit play. Are you ready, Will? Yeah, you tell me when you're going to hit play, and I'll hit play too. In three, two, one, play. And we're off. I'm watching a Blu-ray copy, and um, everything's so rich looking. It's great. I'm, oh, uh, the title card. You on, the, you on that title card? Yeah, I, I was just going to say I absolutely love those old title cards, the Universal logos yeah. and stuff. They would always give me a little buzz. Yeah, and um, go. I wonder, I wonder what the um, negotiations were for who had uh, who had what position on that staring yeah. credits, you know, between Roy Schreider and and uh, Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfuss. I'd say, um, I'd say it went off of uh, it went off of the agents, but I'm just looking at that and thinking that's not a shark swimming. A shark would be swimming a lot faster than that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go dirty hippies the, <laughs> you know I was I watched rewatched this recently and I just thought they're all they're all um, what are they called they're all uh, boomer boomers now weren't they they are this film is almost 50 years old oh my god it's insane oh my god so you see there's written by so it was um, Peter Blanchy who wrote the book uh, he obviously did a draft uh, of the screenplay mm. and I didn't get the actual other screenwriters <laughs> I'm so <laughs> devoid of facts right now I'm so devoid of facts well yeah, what they that, said is that Peter you're not good enough to write your own story to adapt <laughs> yourself but it's it's a hard thing and I'm sure you know oh, it's, when you, for me when I'm like you know three or four drafts into a project I'm like you know guys I'm okay if I tap out and you bring in somebody else because yeah. there's only so much you can sort of energy you can bring to a project so I'm sure for him having done a novel and then adapting his own novel that he was a little bit like spent yeah I remember being asked to um, here it off I remember being asked to right after I finished delivered a draft on a Friday I was on the Monday asked to write the treatment for that draft and uh, oh, it almost broke hate me. treatments yeah yeah, but to write a treatment for a draft that you already spent on, so um, <clears throat> I don't want to talk about my own woes, but um, here they are. Oh, so this is, uh, this is Dusk. It's all oh, different I was like wondering stuff, if isn't, I, it? isn't it? Yeah, I was wondering if I could show this to my kids. Oh yeah, the other night I watched this myself for, you know, just to, to revisit it. And I thought, when I was came to the scene, I said, oh no, I'm glad I didn't show it to my oldest, like, you know, because it's a bit scary. And I was settled down and they're all in bed. And uh, 
I was just, she just gets attacked and it's ferocious and I'm turning down the volume and I'm like going, Jesus, I'm glad they didn't see this. And all of a sudden, my four-year-old appeared beside me. <laughs> I just she'd seen the whole life. thing. She That's has. her note. She's destined to work in film. <laughs> yeah. How old she were you when you saw this though? The first one. Oh, I was I was in my teens. I was well in my teens. Um, were you? It was on wow. TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? I, I have a very vivid memory of, uh, I must be about four or five, but I was kneeling down uh, in front of the telly and I only saw the first probably 35 minutes of the film. Uh, my mom was knitting and I just remember it's the moment when um, when the guys are trying to hook the, the shark with the, the leg of lamb or the, the roast mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And my mom was going like, yeah. swim, swim. And I thought, what's <gasps> this? What's this thing that's making my mom all agitated? Uh, oh my God. There we go. Broke her ribs, didn't they, when, when it, I did this? Jeez. It's so ferocious. There's, there's something really... It's terrifying because she does get, like, violently tossed about here. And, that, you know, you know it's obviously... She's in pain. She's in real pain there. So yeah, and you know that she's also scary. in the ocean. It, it just does not look... Um, look at that. Faked. Like that... That's a great shot, actually, the way it just goes over there and just stops stops the, the energy. There's so much energy in this film as well. It's in the camera work. It is uh, it is fantastic. Nipple. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. I went blue, right? <laughs> what was he drinking? It must have been Dutch gold. Absolutely <laughs> slammed. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, though, it's beautiful. Though I would have gone swimming anyway. Mm. Shark or no shark? Oh, uh, I once went oh, swimming we with go. sharks. You did not. I did, yeah. In the water, in the actual water. Like obviously, uh, it was, you know, obviously it that's was, the other um, place. You'd have to be swimming. I was going to make a joke that they were like uh, VPs mm. and senior VPs, but no, it was uh, it was um, uh, off the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. I went uh, swimming with white tip and black tip reef sharks. They were oh beautiful. Oh my god! Yeah. And oh, were you it, in a cage? You... Oh no, this was uh, when I was about twenty-five. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said were you a kid? Uh, no, no, I said were well, you in a cage? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. These are uh, these are like house cats. They're not like um. Wow. Big massive. Well, they get big enough, but they give you all sort of like a food to sort of draw in all these fish, and some of the fish were gigantic, and the sharks were all like milling around, and you just dive and you start swimming with them. I was chasing the sharks. I was like trying to dive under the water and and swim alongside them, and they were whipping away from me. I only learned afterwards that some people get killed by those fuckers. Oh man, you're lunatic! Because if they if they actually like bite you, they've obviously got serrated teeth, and it just takes one. Nick at an a inopportune spot and you'll bleed out. But there I was like oh going, God. come here, let me grab you. <laughs> oh my God. After watching Jaws at the age of four and you went into that. Uh, but I, you know, when you're with a group of people, you get very brave. I suppose, yeah, that's the thing. I love uh, that scene we just had there. Um, I kind of, one of the things I love about Spielberg's early films in particular is how he has these like really noisy but realistic family scenes with the overlapping overlapping dialogue and and everyone's in the one frame and there's you can't you kind of have to lean into to listen like you know to the to, to the information that's been parsed like you know but it feels really 
really real. Like it's when I think when character when there's overlapping dialogue, it's uh, it kind of loses just some has of the staginess. This great knack of conveying an awful lot of information in uh, very uh, simple shots, but they don't look simple. Yeah. They look very cinematic. But if you see yeah. them blocked out, he's just basically moved the camera about three feet on a track. But because there's so much going on and it's all about the blocking, the, the sort of the choreography that he's laid out with the actors, it just feels so dynamic the whole time. Yeah. And this is a film that doesn't, it has energy from the from the get-go. That's the one thing. There's a, a sense of, uh, there, there, there's danger is afoot from, from the very beginning. Like, obviously, we see the attack. But even when his kid comes in, the first time his kid walks into the, the house back there, he holds up his hand and his hand is bleeding kind of creating this kind of cool subcon- subconscious kind of sense of worry and fear for your children. Like, you know, it's and very And he's clever. not paying attention, obviously. Yeah. 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 This is another good one. This is another one. I, I just love the, 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 these one shots uh, mm. where we see the kind of action play out. Well, obviously that was a cut there, but... What I love, though, is that Brody immediately guesses that it's a shark attack and he just goes straight yeah. into right after this writing the report and saying shark attack so immediately yeah. we know that Brody is a, is a smart man uh, mm-hmm. but it's you know they've set up the fact that well he's told us that uh, he's come to uh, to Amity to make a difference and yeah, bureaucracy gets in the way and he's just a man that wants to please people and wants to get along so the fact mm-hmm. that he doesn't have any conviction or he won't stand by his convictions, is what is his fatal flaw as a character and what he'll have to yeah. overcome. He'll have to stand up for himself um, because obviously, as it's we'll see as the film goes on, by not doing that, he doesn't make a difference and he actually hurts people. Yeah. And it's such clean, such clean uh, storytelling and screenwriting, isn't it? It's so, so neat. Like, again, everything is here. He's like determinedly. I love the, the energy, even in every shot. There's every shot is interesting to look look at. Even this, just like there's real depth to everything. And here we go. There's your sh- uh, shark attack. Mm. Could you write if you had to write on one of those things? Oh God, I'm not a touch. Sure, I can't. Everything I write will be. I'd have to rewrite it seven times because I I, I can't spell for crap. Um. I'd love to use an old typewriter. Where do we keep the beach signs? Is that the old guy who was in the water later on? The guy who was giving out to him right there, and it was also yeah. on the we'll yeah, yeah, oh, bad yeah. hat Harry. Yeah, I love how characters keep popping up, and it, again, another uh, sense that this is a very small community and it's very alive. Um, Isn't this where um, the presidents go on holiday, Martha's Vineyard? Oh. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, oh no, that's no, the guy. That's bad, that's hat, bad hat. That's yeah. him. Yeah, he's a bike rental. Pay attention. He's bro. also <laughs> he's also on the 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 comedy Vaughn's Realty. Vaughn is the mayor. He's he's right next door to him. See, I'm only seeing. I'm watching this I, in Blu-ray now. Yeah, I wonder whether this was an outtake and they left it in. You know where right oh, here, right here where he he knocks all the the paintbrushes. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, probably yeah, definitely. Yeah, he would not have done that on purpose. I love the suspension on that jeep. <laughs> yeah. Imagine going racing yeah. on that over the sand dunes, uh, yeah. bouncing all over the place. Oh, so. Actually, looking at it, where are the seatbelts? 
breaking the law. Seatbelts uh, seatbelts were invented in uh, 1982. And, oh, yeah. uh, this is an know. old an old people's <laughs> yeah. movie. Well, did you have a seatbelt? Like any of my any of the cars I grew up in? I used to be on the roof. Uh, had no seatbelts. Used to be on the roof. <laughs> they strapped me on. This. <laughs> Again, every shot here is so interesting. You have the marching band coming through. They're just moving. There's nothing is kind of static and boring. There's always, it's always, he's always so contr- concerned about how the shot is f- framed. Uh, it's this moment coming like, here where the camera does not move at all. It's just locked really? off. It's this shot right here. Oh, uh, yeah. You know they've got it probably on, on sticks. In come the guys, but, the, but because the whole but the ferry's moving set or the staging is going to keep moving in the background, yeah, uh, and the way the guys are going to move around and, and maneuver themselves, yeah. And this you is like what? one shot. Yeah, this is one shot. It is, yeah. But you know, also I love about these old movies uh, are these great, great bit part character actors, like the the yes the medical examiner in the background, the fact that he is going to yeah. come in in a few minutes and say. You know, and he'll amend his reports or whatever. But he just sells mm-hmm. it. You just really believe that he has the authority. Yeah. Everyone, and how everyone looks, everyone looks real, as in there's a diversity to, like, people are overweight, people are old, people are young. Now everyone is just And they were TV all in the beautiful. 20s. <laughs> yeah, Roy Schreider was, was just turned 18 when he shot this yeah. film. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, even as, as you said, so this is a locked off shot. How, what an interesting way to stage this, a replace the stages. Just, mm. oh, we've one locked off shot, but the whole set is going to move. And it's so clever, but it's always interesting. It's just a, a, such a rich film to, to just, watch the whole we're time. just riding the little ferry with them. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's I not remember like poor old there was Zach some Snyder. sort of story that he picked up his, um, that jacket in like a, a second-hand store. No way. It's wonderful. Mm. <laughs> I love the little anchors on it. Absolutely love it. There's a lovely moment actually in the sequel in Jaws 2, which is inferior, obviously, but it's also a very classy sequel. And uh, yeah. where Mayor Vaughan is the only one that votes to keep Brody in his job. And they cut it. And oh. I, I think it was a mistake because it was a lovely little moment for that character where he was, you know, he was in Brody's corner, but he was obviously getting pressured in his own way. Wow, I've never seen. I've never seen jo- the. I've never seen the only sequel. I think I've seen is four. I think. I think you're joking. No, that's, I've definitely well, you seen should four. Absolutely yeah, you watch the second one. It's. I it's, have to watch two. Well, well, we'll do it on an audio commentary. We'll <laughs> ruin it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just here we go. Look at this. Like again, people from the community all still littering the the scene, and this is like this is. Oh, we're we're right in it. This is a pretty big. Uh, we're fairly early on in this film, and this is a, a, a big moment in the story, a pivotal moment. But again, the editing here, and we've got mm. an iconic shot coming up, but the way they edit this is to build the suspense and the tension. There we go. The dog, um, the last shot of the dog. Yeah, poor dog. Spielberg, is it you know, he had a lot of guts back then thinking, yeah, we're, we're going to kill the dog. And like, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And we're also, we're going to fucking mangle the kid. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he'd do that nowadays. Oh, no. So see the see the way that you you have a there's a person cutting across the frame and you you go in closer and closer to him, creating that sense of Brody is just constantly trying to, he's he's irritated. It's creating a subconscious feeling of irritation. Here we go. There's a first. Mm. There's bad hat Harry. Is that what you call them? 
Yeah. Man tits, Harry. <laughs> we're, we're all getting them, Kevin. We're all getting them. <laughs> Look at this guy. My God. He's... He, Walking skin tensor. <laughs> what are you Look at that shot there. <laughs> Again, someone's in Brody's way and he's trying to look, he's trying to see, he's trying to protect the community. He's, he's worried. But he has these Egypts coming up and blocking him. Look at all the you know, kids. and I, I'm totally in, I'm totally in Brody's shoes as well. I fucking hate the beach. I absolutely hate it. Oh, God. Do you? Oh, yeah. I'm just not a fan I'm not a fan of lying around getting burnt oh yeah I get I'm not a fan of that very very bored I I have to be doing something Uh, yeah there we go here's Bad Hat Harry I love it again look at this guy you wouldn't see him in a film though look at those breasts and those (laughs) just but like he's wonderful to look at he's interesting to look at Uh, that's one way of putting it (laughs) did you know that they dubbed um, Brody's eldest son uh, no way. So it's a it's a, a a female actress putting on a boy's voice. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh no, the dog is. Oh, gone. he's the, see that little kid. His little kid is the cutest kid. Oh, I think he's just just wonderful and a great performance. However, they got to let you know. Yeah, dog. poor Pippin. Tell you what, that shark was a savage. Just. Couldn't fill him up. He probably had a worm. <laughs> yeah. As you said, as Brody says later on, he's a, he's he, all he does is sleep, eat, and make little shark babies. That's all he does. They didn't have science back then either. No. There we go. That would it's freak you out though if you were on the, the show terrifying. and you saw that. Yeah, it's still terrible. That's a shocking image, right Look there. At that and there's shot. that famous. Isn't it? That's audacious. It, for back then. It really is. That's where it's like, you know, he is making a statement. Yeah. And this is, this is not, this was 1970. You didn't do stuff like that back then. And he was, this is his first kind of, I know he's done a couple of features before this, but like, first time working with a, with a bit of a budget. And, um, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a very audacious filmmaker. He really is. He's going places. <laughs> yeah, he should stick. I'm surprised he didn't keep with the filmmaking, and this was his last film. Um, he'd real talent. Imagine it's happened to some yeah. filmmakers. <laughs> but yeah, it's still shocking. This film is still shocking because I think it's the whole subconscious thing of like you know you 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 really are in Brody's shoes. You are worried about your you know, you create that sense of worry for the kids and for the community, and then his kids go into the water, and this happens, and you see it. It's a very effective shot. Uh, well, it's a cop movie, isn't it? There's a killer on those. Yeah, yeah. Because this was coming right before like the uh, the whole craze of. Slasher movies and what have you. You had disaster films, That's obviously. Right. This was so the almost way. like riding the line between the two. I love the way Brody bangs his head off the accountant sign there. It's, um, Stupid Brody. Incompetent man. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it when you have moments like that in films. It just makes it, it, makes it more real for me. Like, um, here we go. Here you basically you see all of the people we've seen already on the beach. Now we're dressed in suits and... Um, 
and you see him in a different context. You see him, oh, that's a business person, and and the, there's Bad Hat Harry on the on the far right. Twenty four hours is like two weeks. If somebody says that's <laughs> ADR, it's really noticeable. <laughs> Oh my god. The comparison. I don't think that's funny. That, I don't think that's funny at all. <laughs> it's, it's great. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> all right, Karen. Camden. <laughs> I wonder how many of these people were actually actual professional actors and how many, like, where, where were the, the rest were just like extras brought in. I assume everyone there in the background is just an extra for today. Yeah, definitely. Well, and of like, course, there's such an interesting Cal Gottlieb there at. is right beside him, and he's the writer, obviously. And he's quite good as an actor. What? I didn't know that. Uh, well, the guy right beside Brody. Yeah, the um, the the guy who was on the badge with them. That's Cal Gottlieb. I didn't there he know is that. With mustache. Oh my god! He kept writing himself out of the film. Wow. I didn't know that. God, the similarities of this. Only 24 hours. And it's mm. like, yeah, welcome to 2021 or 2020 pandemic. It's only going to be 12 months. Here we go. What an entrance. Her face is great. Oh. <laughs> he was language for the entire film. It was. He, you know what, what age was he when he, okay, guess what age he was when he shot this. Uh, I, I, right. A hard-drinking uh, wannabe Irishman like himself, I would say he yeah. was uh, 38. Oh, uh, no. Add on a decade. He was 48. Oh, was he? Yeah. He was dead. He died three years later in, in off May, outside Mayo of a heart attack. That was oh, some drink. And it was some drink. But look at that. Look at his first mate, the guy with the cap, with the red orange cap standing by the door and the dog. Like... That's the what producer the, the of Zanuck. Oh, come on. It's not. <laughs> Stop. Come on. <laughs> These things will end up in IMDb trivia if you keep going up. That's a, that's a character entrance when, when, you know, when you talk about sort of great introductory moments to characters this is one where yeah. it's like boom he's arrived he's obviously clearly and he's sitting down he's so he's 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 not posturing he's not standing up taller than everyone else he's sitting quietly with his legs crossed eating a cracker but clearly the most powerful man in this room you know it's, I hate to say it but he's the guy his first mate got, got, has got a really gimp vibe to him <laughs> I hate to say it. There seems to be some sort of. I don't dungeon. think he'll. I don't think he'll hear this. <laughs> Here we go. This was a uh, their version of the internet. <laughs> it was a thing called books. Yes, mm. books. God, how did anyone? How did anyone learn anything? Like. I used to like go read a book. It was like, but what book? What book? She's I've seen this film so life. many times, and I always forget that they have a dog. There's a little dog sitting beside them. Oh yeah, doesn't get it. Yeah, she's a. Uh, I think she's fantastic, Lauren Gary. 
She's very yeah. naturalistic and sort of... You like Brody more because of who his wife is. Yeah. The relationship they, the relationship they have together is so easy. You know, even there, the physicality between them. But she's got such warmth to her that it's like, well, if she likes yeah. Brody, he's a decent man. We know he's a decent man. He's a good sort. Yeah. You're talking about chemistry on uh, on the screen, and when you've got two actors in the scene, you just can feel maybe they get on great together, but you just feel that they're not their their characters or their performances isn't melding together. It just you just don't believe it. You immediately can feel the tension. Oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah, this, I love this is such an then. Irish mammy type thing where it's like, uh, can I go easy on them? And then it's like, would you listen to your dad? Yeah. but also like when they wake up in the morning that morning like they're they're uh when they wake up they're just like where are the kids ah they're outside someplace and so it's so uh it's from that generation where the kids were literally just let run through um uh junkyards and and as if it was a playground this is great yeah there's that shot that she has where she's this (laughs) she turns (laughs) But his reaction is great too. It's like, how look at that performance. Just like he's looking it's at her lovely. Going, Where did this come from? <laughs> so this was up here's the scene that this was as far as like four years old kid when I was like four or five, and it was and just this is the scene burned that... into my uh, into my brain, and I had to wait years and years and years to see the rest of the film. It's so very effective. The use of the clever use of um, props and sound and um, you never see their faces this is the other thing you never see these guys you never see their faces that's so interesting like it's always they're always in silhouette they probably couldn't act oh maybe it's all 80 yard well you know the shark couldn't act so they could have run it so mm, maybe take a shot throwing a roast into the ocean. Oh, oh, such! Oh, that's such a bad idea. It was such a bad plan. They're obviously drunk. Is this the bit where we see the the wound? There's one shot of a leg wound, and it freaks me out. So there's Kevin. There's Kevin. His buddies swimming in Thailand. Australia. Never there been to are. Thailand. Australia. Australia. And here we come to the. This is the shot. There's a shot here that freaks me out, or a photo. Those all lads, they, they all grew up in the shark's mouth. This stuff. Oh, the next one, the, not that one. Oh, God. Oh, God. He's still alive, this person, obviously. Oh, God. So this is going... I wouldn't say so. You know, he, pl- he would have bled out with that. Oh, God, it's horrific looking. It's so... This here is so wonderfully... It's just, again, the filmmaking is so ominous. It'd be so awful if we saw that shark, you know, biting into it and just coming along. It's such more, so much more effective that we don't see the thing. Look at that. You're terrified. That still really works. The music is great as well. Oh, the music... Yeah, if you it, take it, away the because music... because it's that time of day as well... It, it, mm-hmm. There we go. This thing turning swim and the sound, swim. the sound design of this thing thur- turning as well is so effective. Don't look back. 
I mean, I don't understand how the shark... Is the shark wearing it like a hat? That... The sh- <laughs> oh, he's just... He's chomped down on the steak or on the roast and he's, uh, he's coming back. But obviously he bites through the chain at some stage and um, that's what happens. Oh, no, he's, he's not wearing it as a hat. Isn't this the scene that um, uh, Ronald Emmerich um, mimicked or homaged when he was doing the Godzilla thing? Oh, pros- probably. Yeah, I think I remember seeing it in the trailer. I love again. Look, look at his character, man smoking a pipe. Just, I just love looking at him. He's he's, he's looking around. He's mad. He's the he's guy. Going, look at this that, shit. He's the he's the fellow that uh, Quint is based on. In real life. Yeah, Kevin, Quint, are you giving fake facts or, or again? Robert Shaw based his character on that guy. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> He looks a bit softer than uh, Quint's version of him. Again, I love this. Like, I lo- I can watch this film all day long because there's always something interesting to look at. And I think it's hilarious, these characters calling Richard Dreyfus young fella, little fella. Call him young fella. Well, he would have been... Uh, he, 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 yeah, he's probably about 25, I'd say. But again, like when I when you think about it from a a kind of a dramatization point of view, this is really interesting because the staging was great because he's trying to get Brody's trying to get everyone off the boats. He has that agenda, and he's like everyone's everyone's going to die. And then we have this other new character coming in who's trying to introduce himself, and he's there's there's he's juggling balls, and um, it's very interesting and. Uh, there's Another loads of great character, character introduction. Yeah, it's a great character introduction. You're all gonna die. <laughs> I love the way he Rich throws guy. whatever he throws at the. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the way he waves in on him. Oh, hi! <laughs> How are you doing? I watch this. He takes the cigarette. <laughs> they bring him back for the sequel as well. Do they? Oh, I'm so going to watch I'm actually going to see if I can Swark, Schwark insisted on bringing him back. He, he really liked the character. Ah. So he's got a, oh, an expanded wow. role in the second one. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm so, I'm so going to see. Hopefully it's on Blu-ray. I can't believe you've not seen it. Ah, neither have I. Maybe, maybe I saw it like on a TV screening back in the 90s but not really not properly um, but it's not one of those ones you see like you, I don't see I've never seen physical copies of it that's the other thing you're kidding me my god I used to go into the video shop and I used to just look at the cover so, um, no I don't it took me ages to, to, to rent it because not many places had it but uh, it's it. got the uh Actually, if you were to say to me, what's my favourite scene from Jaws, the, the franchise, the four films, yeah. it'll be in the second yeah. one. Wow. Wow. Mm. Look at that. Look at the poor dog. It's great stuff. Look at it, like this lunatic thrown. What's he thrown in? Like, dynamite. And this blood. That was crazy. Like, they're just throwing blood over the side into the water. Asking for trouble. 
I always thought that little microphone of Richard Dreyfus here was serious high tech. It's his gaming mic. Yes. <laughs> Here's the body. <laughs> In the dish with the washing. <laughs> So we're not, we're not again, sure what happened to her, to be honest with you. Well, the fact that she's half-eaten, I'd say, would give you an indication. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, but it, it could have been a bullet, no, in fairness, like. <laughs> but do you think she had a, just took a turn and fell down the stairs or something and tripped into the water? <laughs> no. How many boats do you think hit her? All of them? <laughs> But again, you think, it's again, we don't see the body, but it's the way the actors are reacting to the body is kind of selling it all. And um, there's, a, there's an odd jump cut here, or sort of oh, like a, an awkward one edit. Yeah, that one, where he where? lifts it up. See, this oh, is what okay. happens. Yeah, you can see, you obviously shot the whole thing there, as there was one long take. Look at that guy, he feels guilty. Yeah. Oh, God. He's like, oh, I'm small, going to jail. Small town councils, they're all corrupt. But even Brody says it later on, he says, I'm the chief of police, I can do whatever I want. I assume this is a real shark. Seems like it is. Which makes it worse, to be honest. Yeah. It's a tiger shark. Look at the stripes. They're kicking it. Poor thing. I still... The suits. Oh, the suits. This guy in his suits. They're wonderfully... So 70s. It's great crack. <laughs> so that's Carol Gottlieb, no. Oh, the guy with the, fo- the, the... The reporter guy? The maroon. Oh, no way. Uh, oh, my yeah, God. The guy uh, talking to the report- Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. There's Norm from Cheers. No, he's not. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's a beautiful looking boat. It, see, because there's been so much, you know, fan art and, um, you know, uh, sort of toys that have been made based around this film, that even when you just see mm. the orca, it just looks like, it just looks like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very specific colour um, and all the nostalgia that's attached to it, absolutely. It has character. Yeah, it really has. The, the shark teeth on the front, underneath the, um, the, the... at the front there. love this. One guy, this guy starts poking it. He's poking it with a pencil. What are you doing poking it with a pencil? Or a biro? <laughs> Just poking it. Like, what do you expect to get out of that? There you go, there. A what? I find that it's kind of poignant how happy the mayor is at this moment. He's just like, you know, you can tell he gets on with Brody and he's like, this is great, well done, yeah. fantastic work. He's not a bad guy. He gets sort of labelled as this um, out-for-himself politician. But... You can tell he cares. He cares about the town and he cares about yeah. people, you know, doing well. And he, he, but that's he's, probably uh, Murray Hamilton's relief. Well. 
Yeah, he's, he's experiencing relief. It's just like, oh, thank Christ, you know, business can kind of continue. And now he's creeping in, seeing uh, Richard Dreyfus, you know, delivering bad news and going, oh, God, no, we've got a shark. But also, here's coming up is like a real, a real kick in the nuts for uh, Cheap Rody um, when the kid's mom comes up. Oh, horrible. It's, yeah. And it's a great contrast of emotions from this celebratory joy of like, look, we've got the shark. Brilliant. Hey. And then, no, you have literally the mother coming up in black. Not yet, but she's on the way. And the fact that everybody goes quiet because everybody knows that this is a terrible burden for Brody to have to carry. Yeah. She really hit him as well, and it was a cold morning. They did about 12 or 13 takes, if memory serves. Really? He said, you know, hit me. Properly hit me. Yeah, Jesus properly hit me Christ. each time. Don't He doesn't want it to f- be fake. So she belted yeah. him across the face. 13, um, 14 times. The, there we go. Like, that's a full... Like, everyone's going, oh, jeez. And the colour as well, yeah. like, you know, the costume design. Everyone's wearing bright reds and oranges and yellows, and she's there in her... Or dad or whatever it is it's just in black yeah again like there's not a bad performance in this whole film like apart from the shark <laughs> well when he's underwater he's absolutely perfect he's uh, he's Oscar winning and uh, someone was saying that recently how you know with extras they generally prefer extras on movie sets to not react to whatever's happening with the actors you know at the centre of the, the film but, you know, in this context, if they didn't react to Mrs. Kittner slapping Brody, it would just be like, what the hell? Of course everyone's going to be looking at them. I was once an extra on a short film and it was in a hospital. Right. And I was like playing, uh, pretending to be like a background person that was visiting and talking to a doctor. And there was a big argument that was happening about 20 feet away from me in the hallway. Yeah. And so I was in character and I thought... Um, obviously, you look towards the two people because they're arguing. Yeah. But it was so distracting in the actual uh, footage because suddenly I'm like looking directly towards where the camera's pointed. Um, so I I couldn't even be an extra, to be honest. It's a particular skill. You've got to be anonymous. <laughs> I was an extra on a Irish Irish soap, Ross Naroon. And... Um uh, yeah, I did sit. Uh, we were in a coffee shop or no, a restaurant, and we literally had to sit over a cold, half-eaten curry, and pretend just mouth strawberries, strawberries, strawberries to the person across me. Oh yeah, strawberries, <laughs> strawberries, 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 strawberries. I love elephant juice. Elephant juice. I love this scene. This is a beautiful improvised scene, and one of the, I think, the heart of what kind of like makes this film special for me is like that sense of. This is an improvised moment where the kids started to mimic Roy Schreider on set and they just said, oh, just, let's just film this. And um, and this is like, it flies in the face of every screenwriting rule, which is that every scene should push the story forward. This does not push the story forward. It has no bearing at all on the plot, mm. but it just humanizes Brody and you just feel like no matter what, you want this guy to get back to his family at the end of the film. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you have to balance it out. You have to pepper. You can't be, it can't be all functional and mechanical and moving. It has to be human. And human is moments like this. Is a, you can't get a more human than this moment right here. 
Oh, it's beautiful. But, you know, how many producers would tell you, lose it. Yeah. We don't have enough time. Got lose it. it. Yeah. Give us a kiss. This was probably something that benefited from the shark not working. Oh, true. Because it just kept shooting on land. Yeah, true. Well, but, you, but what a beautiful moment. Give me a kiss. Why? Because I need it. Yeah. Now, normally you'd go into the scene right here. That's where you might go into the scene normally if it was, if it was a more a slicker film. But ah, look, it's it's fantastic. And you know there's the, a famous urban myth. No films are perfect. There's, well, this is. <laughs> um, you know there's a famous urban myth attached to um, the the shooting of Jaws, like uh, a real-life crime. Have you heard this? I've told you this, haven't I? About the, the Lady of the Dunes. No. Well, I'll tell you. No. This is, this is if you're on Google, Google the Lady of the, Lady of the Dunes. And uh, apparently, well, not apparently. <laughs> if you're watching this while on your phone, while on your phone. But look, this will be an interesting thing, right? Because because we're going to come up to the to the to the scene in a while, and hopefully we'll all spot her. Um, there was a, a, a murder scene found on a beach, uh, a horrific oh, murder scene. I do know this. I do know it. But go yeah. on, say it anyway. Um, a guy was walking yeah. his dog, and he comes across uh, a woman uh, laid out, sunbathing on a beach towel. And he, as he approaches, he realizes that the woman is missing her hands, and not only her hands, but her head. And her clothes are perfectly laid out and folded right beside her. And, you know, they never caught the killer, or they never uh, tracked down who she was, never got an identity for her who she was. But uh, in years that went by, people have are speculating that an extra in this film is that woman, is the victim, because the clothes that the victim was wearing is the exact same clothes as the woman in this, in the, that we see in the, in the, as an extra. And she was murdered, I think, a few, maybe the following week after the film was shot in that location, around that area and whatever it was. So it's really creepy once you actually, and she stands out, when you actually see her, she's wearing a blue bandana. You'll see her as an extra and she does stand out and I always find that one to be very, very creepy. Um, probably completely apocryphal, but um, I love stories. Look at it. What's more horrific is the way Brody pours red wine into a water glass. It's already quarter filled with water. That's a smart drinker, though. Oh, God. Little for you. <laughs> <laughs> Little for you. <laughs> Right, right, What's right. really uh, horrible later on is when he takes um, he takes Hooper's glasses and he puts them in his mouth. <gasps> I I actually noticed that the last night. I just went, oh my god! You get COVID doing that? <laughs> oh man, lice. Cooper's, you know that. You know that he's got lice. <laughs> like <laughs> all that hair. He's so leathery. He is. Yeah, incredibly. You know, is that just... And he was a boxer in real life as well, wasn't he, Roy Schreider? Was he? Yeah. You can't he, tell by his nose. Yeah, he was. Well, look at his nose straight on. <laughs> He's, uh, he was a boxer, yeah, for sure. He was also the captain of... And uh, Lorraine Gary. She was a boxer? MMA. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm not joking Cage about that. Fighter. I know that Roy Schreider was a boxer. I'm not joking about that. This is not a Kevin Land fact. Well, you know, he was an Italian in New York in the in the fifties and sixties. I'm sure he had to be. 
all those Irish cops beating the shit out of him. And that's another thing when I saw this as well. Like, he's a cop and he was a cop in New York, his character. And I always thought, oh, wow, what a downgrade. Oh, he's out in Amity. Amity. But sure, in reality, all those New York cops are just desperate for nice, cushy jobs out in a lovely beach resort. Like, what's he complaining about? He's, he's uh, New York he's made... in the 70s was a, was a, oh, a hellhole. Hellhole. I'd say it'd be, still be tough today. God. Well, you need serious money to live in New York now, don't you? Yeah, but there, well, any of the cops living in there probably aren't living in New York or working in there. Here we go. You're doing some, uh, going through the, uh, the, the sharks. Like, I, I do know that, um, uh, I think Roland Emmerich used the, uh, the hubcap in, in, um, Godzilla. I think, oh. I could be wrong. Oh, but I, I know, know that Hopecap keeps making uh, appearances in films. Oh, the, sort you, of a, a you mean, jaws. You mean a license plate? Sorry, not a Hopecap. The license plate, yeah. Ah, this one here. And I didn't know yeah, that yeah, yeah. sharks like to drink milk because there's so much milk comes out of his white. <laughs> so when I see that, I went, milk? Why? They were all white Russians. White Russians. Oh, Jesus, Richard Dreyfuss' pants. That's got to stink. It does. It has to stink. My God. It'd be stinking. Take him off, yeah. I think the, the scene coming up is, is one of the few shots that was shot on a on a, a sort of a, a controlled set, like a, a lake. The lake that's at Universal. No way. Um, everything else, you know. Yeah, you know where they're, um, they're on his little yacht. Mm-hmm. Also, why the hell didn't they go out in his yacht? With all his sonar on his. Does he have a... Yeah, 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 instead of going out in Quince. That's confusing. Well, I suppose they're hiring Quince to go out and kill the shark, and Quince going, well, I'm, you know, I, I, it's his... It's a, he's got a shark-killing boat, like, I suppose. Um, but take your boat too, Hooper, like, you can go alongside them. Yeah. Oh. Look at that. That's, that's a gorgeous thing. Yeah. You know, this... Uh, God, there's so many problems with this film. Turn it off. I'm not watching it anymore. <laughs> I um I was uh, lucky enough to this so this is the stuff that was shot on a on um, a fake lake. Oh okay. But wasn't there a shot? Isn't there a shot coming up um, that they shot in Steven Spielberg's swimming pool? Am I right in saying that? There's one close up. There is, shot and it creates it creates a plot hole. To be honest, it's a fantastic jump scare. One of yeah. the best of all of movies. But it does create a big major plot hole. And what's the plot hole? But not a plot hole, but it, uh, an inconsistency. Ben Gardner, isn't I'll, it? I'll point it to you as okay, it comes up. To, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, when they're talking to the mayor and he says, I pulled a shark tooth out about this big. Yeah. And you'd think that he'd mention the fact that, oh, and also Ben Gardner's severed head <laughs> was floating at the bottom of the boat. He doesn't mention that, though. He doesn't mention, oh, we've also got, you know, Ben Gardner's been murdered. That's... It's like, there's, no, no. there's a serial killer you'd like to there. think that wouldn't you <laughs> we're okay with it's the 70s they were okay with serial killers it was just like uh, ah yeah yeah we, every, every town's got their own it serial killer it was a hobby it was a, it was a hobby <laughs> you weren't on the map that's a that strange bob there just stay away from strange bob he has a habit of butchering people <laughs> the lady of the dunes knows all about it unfortunately um, 
Yeah, Jesus, Richard Dreyfus really does have a lot of gadgets. But he says, doesn't he say it? He's like, oh, he's he's from an incredibly wealthy family. He is. Later on, he says, um, I don't need this working class hero crap. And I think, oh, you Tory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, um, I actually, this, uh, there's a moment later on that um, reminds me of a time where a buddy of mine, his family actually have like a cruiser like this, um, like um, Hooper's boat. And we got to kind of spend about five, maybe a full week on it one time. And it was the best crack. Ugh, oh, horrible. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, but, you, but you're but you having to do like 20 second showers, aren't you? What? No. Uh, you just jumped in the water. That was your shower. That's what you did. That was a shower for us. We were that's young. That's seawater. You can't. You, that's you can't. I can't you, You're like dragging salt all over the, the, the inside of the, the boat. I'm, I'm I joking. I spent um, a weekend on the uh, uh, um, uh, run. Yeah. On the with Sundays in Australia, and it was like uh, you turn the, the the shower on fifteen seconds, you turn it off. Yeah. So when you're wet, then you soap yourself up, and then you turn it back on for fifteen seconds to wash yourself off. Yeah. And that's all you're allowed because obviously they have to keep fresh water on board for for that. Yeah, that was similar. That was that was amazing though. It's a it's a, it's it's time time seems to go at work differently. You don't mind getting wet. You don't mind. You're, you, oh, it's just I was like, and you even get when sea you're drunk. Legs. Oh, when you're drunk. But I definitely had sea legs after as well because I remember kind of like being like on land or whatever, like just standing at a bus stop and just feeling myself swaying from side to side. Um, I just went, oh, but like we're literally, we might as well have been another. But of course, you know, the drink would have had a, an effect there as well. That's uh, probably what it was. Yeah. So you were coming up to the shot that was shot in Spielberg's. In his in his uh, in his swimming pool. Think about that, though, right? He's a, he's a filmmaker mm-hmm. who has done a TV movie mm-hmm. that got released theatrically in the, in Europe, Jewel, which is an incredible film. Yeah. And if people haven't seen it, uh, they should absolutely check that one out because it it. It's one of the best TV movies ever made. It really yeah. is great. Yeah. But, um, you know, he, he he was making enough money that he could have a swimming pool. Unbelievable, isn't it? Absolutely unbelievable. Mm. It was a different economy then. It wasn't a gig economy. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That was a proper jump scare when I first saw it. Proper. Like, what's coming out of his eye? Oh, God. How long was he in makeup to do that? <laughs> Holding his breath the whole yeah. time. It's incredible. Yeah, impressive. It really was impressive. And like he agreed to have his eye removed. Like, you know, it's something else. And there he is, swimming, swimming in piss. <laughs> Look, when I saw water. this as a kid, it was like, get out of the water. Get out of the water. Yeah. Get out. What are you doing there? This here is a wonder. And I and I think it's great. as well. a great economy of... Like, it's visually impressive. Right, not it's not visually impressive right now, but what it is is that like there's no cuts. This is just one good take. You get a great performance from all your actors because they're all on on camera and they know they're on camera, and they have to bring it. And it's the camera moves to kind of come to a, a, and ends with a good little kind of joke, a good little punchline at the end of this, a visual gag. And um, and again, as you said earlier on, it's probably on tracks that go about 
you know, 15 feet or something like that. And yeah, because Steadicam wasn't a thing back then. No. I bet you all that uh, landscape behind them is all built up now. Oh, for certain. You can imagine that it is. So they're all just like McDonald's and... Um, <laughs> Just be front of property. Cinema, cinema there you chains. Go. Look, he's saying you don't have the shark tooth. He's yes. like, well, do you want to mention the fact that you just had a severed head? <laughs> yeah, we've, how many bodies? Three bodies now. You've got three dead people. It's because they didn't know that that was going to be included. So obviously, none of the characters are, are referencing it because it didn't happen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. No, look, the camera's moving. We're still in that. We haven't cut. We're still moving. And again, look in the background. It's how he populates his background. There's a, like, there's a foreground, midground, and background. And here's the gag. These paint-happy bastards, oh, yeah. look at them. Help a shark. Sick vandalism. I mean, they could have gone sicker. They could have, yeah. I would have at least drawn a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and added a few You're years. up there like... <laughs> Sure, and me as well. <laughs> and it's the poor look in the background. The poor um, the the officer. He's got to go up on the ladder and his paint bucket and just cover it up. <laughs> what we're dealing with here, with here is an eating machine. Oh, I remember being in school and I was trying to tell friends of mine about this film Jaws. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I was explaining to them the the how they made the film. Mm-hmm. Me being a pretentious little seven year old. <laughs> and it's a big animatronic shark and it's like and they're saying to me so is the shark real or is it a machine yeah like, no no it's a real shark but you know movie magic <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's a animatronic <laughs> right they didn't understand it all idiots yeah. <laughs> where are they now <laughs> bank managers prison <laughs> I love him he's just the way his hair is just constantly being just lifted up by the wind. There's a very Donald Trump-esque kind of like hairstyle he's got going on there. Uh, don't don't do that to the poor man. Sorry, it's not that bad. Yeah, here we here we go. So keep your eyes open for the Lady of the Dunes. I think she shows up in one of these shots. Maybe it's on a beach. I think it's when we get to the beach. They had a beautiful house, though. Mm-hmm. Like, literally on the water's edge. It's fantastic. And it's a good shot. I like to stay opening up of the... the these kind of barn doors. You, it just makes you want to go on holiday, though. Yeah, there she is. I think that was her. The blue bandana, which she was just on that last shot right there, on the left-hand side of the screen. I didn't see her. She died for nothing. She died for nothing. Well, maybe I'm, maybe I got the wrong close up. We'll see. Now maybe if she shows up again, I'm not sure. Um, all these old faces—they're all dead. Every one of them dead. dead. I, You're dead. Listen, most of the people in this—I was thinking that the last. Everyone's dead. Like you know, Roy. Like who's alive? Well, Richard Dreyfuss is alive. Is she? Is she alive? The actress. Um, all those hippies are dead. She is. Lorraine Gary's alive. <laughs> He's dead. The guy with the yarmulke's <laughs> dead. That boat's dead. The shark is dead. <laughs> And that was like VR back in the day. 
spectacular. It was. Incredibly opportunistic and impressive video game development to have that game out in just the space of like two days because and the the shark killings only happened the (laughs) previous day. Wow. Impressive. Yeah, let's wheel that one in. The kids will love it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll get Mrs. Kittner to come along and dedicate it. (laughs) Oh, God. Like, what are these lads? There's guys putting chump in the water as if, like, as if the shark does. Oh, and there's the other writer, Peter. Peter. Oh, hang on a second. What's the other writer? The guy who wrote the book. Peter Benchley. Peter Benchley, yeah. Peter Benchley. There's him. Yeah. He's very. He's. He's, uh, like. He's very. Um, he's not holding that mic up high enough. No. What I was thinking is, like, you know, he's, a, he's an, an athletic looking man. I'm not saying that. It's called wealth. This guy, he's got to all be those sweating. people. I bet you every single one of them are wearing baby oil. Oh god! Oh god! Yeah, there was no such thing as sun. Uh, sun. Uh, oh, this is so horrific! Oh, this really, this bit really um, horrifies me. He goes up to this guy with his grandkids, and he said, "Why aren't you in the water?" And um, and the way him and his wife walk into the, it's like. It's like them walking into the gas chambers at Auschwitz. You know, come on, kids, let's have a shower. And it's really terrific. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's horrific. Look at the look at the look look at the look between the two of them. It's awful. It's a, it's real. This here is horrific. This here is horrific. Come on, kids. Yeah. Let's all die together. Let's, all, let's do it as a family. It's like the end of Toy Story Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's ah, oh, it really that's. Uh, but but also Mervon doesn't think that the shark is still out there, and he thinks you know the place is well patrolled. Yeah, I suppose you've got all the lads out there chumming the waters. We're fine. Yeah. There's nothing to yes. worry about. Stirring this shark into a into a feeding frenzy. There's about fifteen sharks <laughs> swimming around, <laughs> and all these youngsters now. Jesus are going Christ, into the water. shark! All the youngsters are going in, and they're just going to go in, and they're going to start pissing themselves, and and adding more flavour to the water I love this moment this is he's such but, a responsible young boy so you're saying this kid has been so re-dubbed. this kid yes his voice is, a, is like Bart Simpson it's like a, a, an actress oh wow pants for little old ladies <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good of him like he goes yeah like he really like like I know if I asked my oldest to that he would just be like if you dad not a chance <laughs> You gotta be fucking kidding me! <laughs> <laughs> they look all freezing. The wind's blowing her. I nose. love the fact that that she she whispers because she doesn't need to shout. Yeah. So it's to, for him to lip read. Now here, this is where my sense of paternal my dad vibes come in. We have kids running towards a road, and one's like a four-year-old. No adults anywhere to be seen. This is great. But those, it, you know, yeah. if they hit the car, there'd be no damage to the car. Come <laughs> this is good. This is good. Like uh, this is kind of. If I haven't seen this film in a long time, sometimes I get my, I get kind of like a little bit antsy with this scene. It's not antsy, but like it gets me. I'm on edge. I'm feeling that edginess. So. This was my scene here coming up for yeah. um, uh, best special effects moment. Yeah, yeah. It was a great pick. A great pick. 
when the shark when you don't see, when you when the shark is working under the water, I think it's fantastic. Like you know, um, like when you see the fins. yeah, where, you, where it's slightly obscured by exactly. the, the murkiness. Yeah. yeah, it's utterly. It's really, really terrifying because you can go because your your brain does the maths. Your brain does the fills in the um, the rest of the device. That's it there in the background, wasn't it? The fa- this is the, this is the mm. fake one. But I would shit. Oh, yeah. I would absolutely. I just like. I'd be coming out of the water with no swimming trunks on because I would have shat them off me yeah. in fear. Look at it. I love the hero- heroism of this man. Fuck you, kids. <laughs> Get the fuck out of the way, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus Christ, shark. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Like, my God. How did the shark... Like, okay. Do you imagine how much sand... Roy Scheider was getting in his shoes every day. Oh God, I see, I'm seeing too much. Oh my God, I'm in Blu-ray, right? And there was I a shot. thought, I just thought there as well. I thought, is he wearing I, any? Uh, I just saw scrotum. <laughs> I saw scrotum. Oh my God! Hang on, there. Rewind this. Rewind this. <laughs> God above. Zoom in. That's the one thing I never wanted. No, look, the poor kids. Oh my God. That fat bastard. He's just plowed through them. Well, he, she's absolutely useless. Yeah. Stand there and scream. That's that's what you do. There's one really horrific... Oh, my like, God. Like, when someone literally is just, like, gagging on the water, it's... There's real... Like, again, like, the filmmaking here is brilliant. There, look at that. That's horrific. Oh, my God. Like, there's a real Go sense. down and help your granddad. <laughs> He's after falling. <laughs> I will and me fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're creating all these characters. Go, go and swim in his language trunk. Then he's going to swim in again. Oh, <laughs> okay, just... get him out of water when he's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking aegis. Look at these clowns. Oh, Jesus Christ. When you kill him. And look, two rifles. By shoot no, them. a whole bunch. <laughs> Jesus, shoot them. Oh, what Idiots. Shoot. What they think they're going to do? Just like machine gun the shark. Oh, my God. Well, it's the, uh, the, the, this the, is spine tingling. This is yeah. one of the few moments in all of movie history where I would be like, oh, I would love to have been in a pack cinema and yeah. just, you know, feel that the hairs go up in the back of your neck when she's like go going, on. shark. Folks. And and her voice has been blown away by the wind. She just can't Because look get, at it, you can see it. Yeah. And there, that's the, like, that's a practical effect. When you see the fins. So this is it. Michael's in the pond. So because oh, Brody didn't stand up for what he believed in, yeah. now his own son is probably going to be taken from him. Oh, my God. This is the midpoint. This is That's the it. Look at that. That's point. fucking yeah. terrifying. Framed in the little kid in as front. Oh, my. I just got tingled right there. As it's right going past his youngest son towards oh, his eldest son. Shit. I just got chills up my arm watching that shot. And look at this. I. This is really Hello, effective. Pals. What's, what's he doing rowing in a bass? He's out there in a bass. <laughs> Commander guys, for God's sake. I'm having Look the bass. It. It's so cool. Oh, no, I don't understand why uh, they're not in I think, though, to be honest, he jumped in. Oh, look at that. That's it. That's this it. That's is the one. shot, though. Oh, Look at that. Oh, Oh, my God. That's, that's the shot that has everybody, you know. Yeah. Wanting to get out of a swimming pool one yeah. day. Look, get oh that. My. Oh, fuck me. And there we go. Like, 
Yeah, man, this is this is the most horrific part of the film. It really is. This is it. And you understand, and it has to be. That, that's a great shot here. Look, this flyby shot. That's freaking amazing. You know, why would the shark be? It wasn't meant to be that. There was. It was meant to be like um, a point of view moment where the shark actually swam up and grabbed them, or where the uh, the diving instructor or the sailing instructor. Oh, really? Grabbed the boy. Oh, right. Yeah. Because it yeah, there's make a sense. deleted deleted scene. Oh, and Spielberg cut it because he said it was way too gruesome. Wow. Where the the sailing instructor had the boy in his arms okay. as the shark had him in his mouth and he oh, pushed the wow. boy away to safety as the, the shark took him off. That would be rough. Yeah, because and that would explain why he's in shock and the other kids were not. Um, look at this. Because uh, he's a pussy. When you see that child crying like that, oh, Kevin, that's awful when I see that kid that's, crying like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's real tears. Yeah. So you're, right now, as an audience, we're 100% in Brody's shoes. We know, and this shot now is, now it's like the gauntlet's been laid down. The music here is fantastic. Music throughout is fantastic, but there's that moment where he knows he's going out there. And he's he going to have to go out there. He's going to yeah. have to kill it. He's going to have to go and do it. Watch this guy here now. He keeps right. looking in the camera. We okay, see you. Yeah. Stop it. He just doesn't want to bang into it. He doesn't want to bang into it. That's the Stop it. Stop it, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Look at... Look down. Oh, he does. He just did it again. Sack him. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, he did it again. So there was a debate... There was a debate for a long time about what he meant uh, when he said he wanted coffee. And okay. people were like, did he want actual coffee or did he want coffee-flavoured ice cream? I thought, well... These people are stupid. It's coffee flavored ice cream. Coffee flavored ice cream. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Where was the debate? Where did that? Where? Did, where? People online. All oh, these no. morons online will. Like Jesus Christ! It's like straight away. It's like you want ice cream, coffee. Yeah. Like short end. This is great. You see that? Yeah. They're, but they take things so literally. Vaughn and he's got the ties um, down. He's he's as dishevelled as we've ever seen him. And he's really he's saying when he's saying I'm sorry, I'm truly sorry. I believe it. It's not like. He he's rattled because he says a line here, which you know it, it it just humanizes him. My boy was on that beach too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think a lot of like maybe films these days would would completely villainize him and make him a complete self greedy, self serving, you know, um, uh, businessman. But he's he's there. I was acting in the town's best interest, and I think he he truly believes that. Like. Well, I believe him. I believe that. Yeah. Because in the book, he was being pressured by the mafia. They cut that out. No way. That's a bit too. Yeah, there was a whole mafia plot. Oh. So he was. Was the shark the involved? The mafia. <laughs> was well, the shark was involved. Also, uh, <laughs> Mrs. Brody. She was, was in the having mafia. an affair. Oh yeah, I know. Camo goes on about that. Oh no way. Who was she having the affair with? The you shark? couldn't have that. Hooper. No. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I love that. That's such a hero moment. It really that's a, is. That's a classic Spielberg moment. Yeah. Here we go. Quinton. Quinton doesn't have that much of a part when you think about it. He's been in one major scene prior to this, and this is the second scene. Well, he's he commands the rest of this film. Like, as in, he's... It's, it's his show oh yeah he's <laughs> Pochin yeah 
Don't drink it. Here's the swimming. Here's the swimming. Don't. Don't. It'll pickle you. Yeah. Have you ever drank poutine? I have, yeah. I thought it was quite nice, very sweet. Uh, of course, I don't remember anything after it. Yeah, yeah I was blind for three days afterwards. <laughs> but it's tasted nice, yeah. It tasted nice. I'd, I'd have it again. <laughs> Once you clean out the bath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and get the hairs and all that out of it. Like, just pour it out from <laughs> a sieve. It's lovely. I love this. So this was a set. They built this on location. Really? And uh, some of the locals wanted to keep it because they thought it was such a... They had to build it to code. It had to okay. be like an actual proper structure, okay. not a plywood set. Some people wanted to keep it, but the person that owned it the land wanted it to tear it down. Oh, God. Very what silly. Idiots. So they ripped it down straight afterwards. Oh, my God. I hate it when I hear that stuff. I love the oh yeah I love this moment where Quint says uh, time of year was a sheep shank and Dreyfus does it yeah. and when he tells it back to him Quint doesn't even look at it he just he just no. casts it to the side doesn't like, he feel like every teacher you had every Christian brother's teacher you had <laughs> or he's every fucking one that I had anyway he's a type yeah he's give a me type hands, yeah. give me hands yeah you got silly hands hope you've been cutting money all yeah. your life he's right Hooper's a fucking Tory. <laughs> he feels very Irish, Robert Shaw. Does he have Does he have Irish heritage? I don't really know. Well, his name is Shaw. He's yeah, like Eddie Murphy. He's as Irish as it gets. Yeah. He's very English, though. If you ever heard him speaking, he's like Patrick Stewart. Really? See, I've only mm, ever seen him. He's like, oh, we were... Well, it was it was a wonderful shoot, but I got absolutely rat assed. <laughs> Couldn't remember my lines. Like I'd say, it must have been a nightmare to have to work with these actors in that era, you know. But God above the performances they gave and the crack, I'd say that was going on. You just kind of said, "Well, we're just going to wig it." You know the Jaws log magic. makes out that it was uh, it was also a bit debauched. What, was, the, uh, the shoot? You know. Well, you know, on a film set, when you get crews together, this mm-hmm. is, you know, back in the day. Um, it was like summer camp, so everyone was just, like, hooking up with everybody. Yeah. So Hooper or, or Dreyfus and the crew were all copping off with all the uh, locals. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. You can imagine it. They're young. Oh, and look at the kids in the background, in the boat. But that's kind of what happens on a film set, you know. Um, it's this like movie going, is so interesting, we're looking at the background. No, well, I'm interested in the background, because sometimes, when, you know, I'm not listening to... It's beautiful, every frame is a painting. Every frame is really lovely and interesting. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, on film sets... But, it happens a lot. There's a lot of people start hooking up and stuff like that on film sets. It feels like you go into a kind of another world. Um, I think well, it's a, you a don't have to happen. tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But you know what I was saying uh, on the... Uh, just recently we recorded an episode uh, on fight scenes. Mm-hmm. And um, I was saying that what I consider a quality of uh, a movie star is a sense of danger, a sense of 
there's a animalistic glint in their eyes where this yeah. person could turn on you. You're yeah. not 100% ever secure. When they turn on the charm, it's it just radiates and you just feel this warmth from them. But you're always aware that there's something quite vicious where they can mm. turn on you and you don't want to get on the wrong side. And Robert Shaw embodies that in this role. You know, he's just yeah. a very charming character, but you also think, I don't want to cross him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to to lesser degrees, I think because, look, you know, Royce Ryder's playing uh, the the soft kind of Chief Brody, but like Royce Ryder has that as well. He's that quality as well. He's got a fighter's nose and you can see he's been in scraps and, you but know. I Again, I think it's his wife. I think it's Lorraine Gary just brings her out in him. Yeah. And the kids. In these moments. She's just so, yeah, and the kids as well. He's, mm-hmm. they're, they're just so, there's so much earnest love decency radiating off the, the the cast that they've put together around them. Yeah. That you think he's a good he's a good guy. Again here look I'm my attention's drawn to his first mate, Quinn's first mate. Oh poor this is awful. Who doesn't go out on the Who the doesn't boat? go out with them? I'm kinda of going, why didn't he go out? Maybe it was just they just didn't have the room or something like that. Yeah, but you see later on they're chumming the waters, so why do you think they got that chum? <laughs> they chopped them up pretty quick. <laughs> Quinn brings out a bucket. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> this thing's got a shoe on it. Don't you worry about that, Chief. <laughs> Will he eat the orange hat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's license plates, for God's sake. This looks like a model, doesn't it? It does. It's amazing. So now we're in that whole other, like, that first half, it's such a clear delineation of, that was the first half of the film, now we're clearly in the next, kind of like, the... the, This is why the film used to get stocked in the adventure section in the video shop that I worked in, because it is a seafaring adventure, basically. Yeah. I don't consider it a horror film. I still, in my head, it's not a horror film, it's an adventure, it's an adventure film, and it has that quality throughout, like, you know? I'd class it as a thriller or a suspense film, but um, you know, it's 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 all those things together, to be honest. Mm. And a lot of it's down to John Williams' score. I think he <laughs> brings the playfulness and all that sort of jazz. Um, but also that sort of like, you know, pirate type of, you know, da 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 da, that sort of like celebratory mm. music as well, where they've got the upper hand. Yeah, yeah. I love this. I hope he doesn't chuck that in the water. Don't, 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 don't. He don't well, no, it's on the deck. No, he doesn't. Because they're chucking red paint into the water. Oh, it was the 70s. Also, <laughs> also, this is not possible. You can't what? shoot a compressed air tank and it would explode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think uh, a shark jumping up onto a big ship like this, or a relatively large ship like this, is also impossible. Well, maybe it is possible. You've seen sharks break water before when they're catching seals and stuff like that. But when the shark actually, like, bursts through and starts whispering to him, I think that was unrealistic, I think. (laughs) You know, sharks don't talk. They do in the fort film. (laughs) That was my first Jaws film. They're roaring. That was my first Jaws film. That was the first film that I saw in the cinema. Oh, wow. Wow. You were accompanied, I assume. I was. I was at Butlins. I was with my dad. 
My God. My dad did not want to go see it. This is such a great moment. Yeah. Just click, yeah. click, click, click. Oh, yeah, the sound, the sound design. And the way he doesn't look, Shaw doesn't look for a moment. And then he looks. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant performance. <sighs> He's just watching. Like, one shot. And the tension is just fantastic. It's often brought up, you know, as sort of like a a conversation piece. Who would you cast in Jaws if they were remaking it today? I doubt they oh. will ever remake any of the Spielberg films until, you know, Spielberg is no longer with us. I think Maybe. as soon as Spielberg, you know, pushes off from this mortal coil, I think it'll be fair game. Every single thing he's ever made will just be up on the, the remake block. But you can't imagine anyone else playing these parts. But if you had to, off the top of your head, who would you who would you put in these roles? Oh Christ. Okay. Um Okay, off the top of my Russell head. Russell Crowe would have to be uh Quint, I'd say. Um, he'd be a good option. He'd be a good option. I'm thinking I was there more I was I was thinking See everyone's so beautiful. I want ugly people. Um Oh god here we go. Yeah. You know well, have I'd, you seen Russell Crowe lately? Not true. Um you know, again, I can't find anyone. Put Gosling, Ryan Gosling as as Brody. There, I was, I was like, oh, Gosling made it, but he's so beautiful. But I, I loved him in um, a lot of stuff. Actually, he's great. And I was trying to think of uh, Hooper as the one I was thinking of. I was like, going, like a Josh Gad. You can just see him casting a Josh Gad or a. Oh or Jesus a, Christ! You know, no, you know what they put in? They put in enough. They'd How put dare in, you? They put in um, um, Kevin Hart as uh, as Hooper. That's what they'd end up doing. Yeah, comic relief. Comic just relief, yeah. Screaming the whole time. I'm a scientist! I ain't going out in that water! You gotta be goddamn kidding me! <laughs> yeah. It's a shot here that looks. Again. He's either very. What does he say? Quince says he's either very dumb or he's very smart. It was a horrible thing to say about Hooper. <laughs> I love the way Ray Schreider has the the little the sunblock on his nose. Because that's the only part of your body that gets cancer. <laughs> when I was in Australia, they used to have adverts that would say, um, I'm paraphrasing them, but it was something like, slip, slop, and slap. And don't forget your ears. <laughs> right. So it was this campaign to put sunscreen, sunscreen on your ears. Because yeah. it's something like 50% of all Australians get um, skin cancer at some point in their life. Wow. And the most um, vulnerable part is the ears, because people forget to put sun cream on their ears. Yeah, it's something you, you would um, you'd understand that. You know, I've often, I've often been out there in the, in the sunshine and doing everything except doing my, uh, the soles of my feet and forgot the tops of my ears. I'm the same. I often come in on my arse as Red Raw. Yeah. <laughs> I am laughing at Roy Scheider's, like, you know, sunscreen on his nose. It's just like the only place he has it. No wonder he's so leathery looking. It's like, Roy! This is not a very safe boat. God. 
But it reminds me of um, that one time I was on a boat for a few days and all of a sudden you just start hopping around it and jumping around it and jumping off and, you know, um, you get you get very uh, confident or overconfident. And it doesn't take much for you to slip in and be it by a, a shark. There were two times in my life where I thought, I'm a goner, I'm dead. Oh yeah? Uh, if something doesn't go in my favour, I'm finished. And uh, both times we're in Australia again. Australia keeps coming up on this commentary. Mm-hmm. I decided to swim across a lake with a bunch of friends um, oh after God. camping. Uh, we'd had beers we that, the night before. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have too much sleep. We'd had some barbecue. And we're just lazing around on this little beautiful beach in Fraser Island. And it's a freshwater lake. So there's very little buoyancy to it. Mm-hmm. And it looked far... Uh, it looked a lot closer than it was and uh, so about three or four of us set off and about 40 minutes into it I'm halfway across mm-hmm. and I cannot keep my head above water and if I stop I just go straight direct down like a stone oh man and uh, I couldn't I couldn't lie on my back and float uh, I couldn't sort of rest at, at any point I would start swimming in circles and nobody could do anything to help me. There was no lifeguards there. There was nothing. And I was, you know, halfway out, about 40 minutes, and I still had another length to go. And I really thought, that's it, I'm finished. I'm, I'm never, I'm going to drown out here. Because oh I just could not stay above the water. I was just going under, under, under constantly. And the other time was uh, in Surfer's Paradise. Hold on. How where, did you, so fairness, hold, go back to that, go back to that. So how did you get a, like what? Yeah. How did you get? Did you just continue to swim? Did you get? Did you get your? Second I wind just had to keep swimming. Just I, I remember getting to the point where I could stand, uh, at the bottom where the water was up to my nostrils, and just almost weeping with relief. Oh my! Because God. I was fucking exhausted, and I had to sit down for about half an hour before I could even stand up and walk back. Oh my god! Uh, I I was just so rattled by it. It was it was genuinely terrifying. Yeah. And the other thing was, uh, another one of my mates was in the exact same position as me, and there was nothing we could do for each other. <laughs> so it was, look Jesus. at that. That's horrific. It really does jump out at you, like when you're watching it, like like this sort of yeah. focused entirely on it. How spectacular the shark is! I watched uh, watched it. My wife watched it in the background with me last night, and she did go, "Oh Jesus!" You know, I knew exa- I've seen that <laughs> shot a million times, but it was great to see someone have that reaction to it, like you know, almost fifty years later. So that line was actually written. You're gonna need a bigger boat. It's always you know claimed because even Carol Gottlieb, the, the writer of the screenplay, said that he didn't write that line, oh. but. Uh, um, Roy Scheider said, no, that was 100% in the script. Wow. I didn't make that up. Wow. Here we go, like, the shark is coming. And again, I'd be like, Roy, shut up. Take, take the... Yeah, take, take the, the credit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, take it, man, take it. Like, here, look, you see that, and you go, that works, that works, that's effective. That's a real... That does not look fake at all to me right there. That's a 20-footer. And of course, you've got the music as well. And it's eight tons it's, of them. And it's, they sell it, they make it. Oh, God, the performance is just really. Oh, this film is so good. Have you ever seen uh, 
Sorcerer. It's that one uh, freaking one. Oh, yes. Out. That's a fantastic film. Yeah, Have you ever seen Wages of Fear, the one that it's based on? No, I haven't. That's also brilliant. Slip- they're, they're both spectacular. But, um, uh, yeah, the, the, that's another one where they did it for real. So when they're crossing that bridge, mm. they had to do that for real. They had to cross that bridge. Yeah, if if feel like you know, I think you can you can watch that film in a hundred years time, and still have that sense of panic, that sense of like life and death, because you know they're doing it, they're doing it for real. Uh, kind of like watching that Fitzgerald film as well, where they're pulling a fucking like a boat over a mountain. It's like insane. And how did how do you they pull the boat over a mountain? Just insane, like. <laughs> That's why. These days, when everything is so CGI, and I know how difficult that job is, um, just because I've got a couple of friends that work in visual effects, and it's a grueling, grueling job. And, you know, when it really works, no one gives you any credit because it just floats by the screen. It's just invisible. Yeah. But um, there's something about the fact that we know that that's a boat on the ocean, and the three guys are on the boat. And it, you, you just buy into it. You just know. You can feel the effort of the people that made the film. It's the yeah. It's all there and it's real and it's in camera. You just reminded me of. Um, I'm going off tangent now, but uh, do you ever remember? Do you ever see that Meryl Streep film, The River River Wild? Or yeah, that was it. The River Wild. I was did. That? I went to see that with friends. I don't know why we went to see it. I was like, what are we watching this for? But it was yeah. brilliant. But you know what? That's the one because I listened to a, a making of that recently, and they were talking about how, again, that's one where they had to do it for real, um, because they tried to put rubber masks on the actors for like some of the more intense shots, but they just they, they couldn't get the expression. They just like their faces were frozen, so they had to do it for real. And there was one moment, uh, there was one shot where Meryl Streep has to go down this dangerous part of the river, and um, the director asked her if she would could do it again. And he, she said, oh, I'm feeling a bit, I'm feeling tired, I don't know if I can. And he said, well, please, you know, we're all here and all that sort of stuff. And she said, okay. Well, anyway, she went down and the boat flipped and she was underwater and, like, sucked down to the bottom of the water for over a minute. And it was the closest she ever came to drowning, like, proper drowning. And uh, Well, I didn't finish my, my story that I was saying oh, about the other time that I almost drowned. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was that. It was like... Uh, I've been whitewater rafting and I thought it was fucking spectacularly good fun except mm-hmm. the guy that was you know uh, in the Meryl Street position at the back of the, the dinghy um, or the raft mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's mentioned that one of the guys that usually works the the, the route that we were taking <clears throat> it was like a grade 4 or grade 5 river it was really dangerous but it's based on your skill level I think um, yeah so it would be considered grade five for us because we didn't have a clue what we were doing. That could be bullshit. They just sell you a story, but whatever. But the guy said, um, one of his friends was just killed recently. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. And he was like, mm, yeah, it happens. Jesus. <laughs> These guys are like <laughs> daredevils. But oh the time God. that I almost also drowned was Surfer's Paradise. And there were big swells, 12-foot waves. And they did warn us not to go into the water. But, of course, when everybody starts going into the water, you think, well, fuck it, I want to go into the water. Mm-hmm. And it's fine getting into the water because, you know, you dive under the wave and you get out past the wave. But then yeah. trying to get back and beat the waves. And the waves are coming every, like, seven seconds and they are 12-foot waves. Oh, oh, and Jesus. I remember 
getting caught by the wave, lifted way up and slammed off the the, the hard sand. Oh, and this God. pounding water and, and I'm down. And by the time I come back up again, I'm picked up by the next wave and slammed back down again. And it happened about three times and I thought, I'm dead. I'm never going to come up from this. Mm-hmm. I got out of the beach again, rattled, all cut to ribbons from being pulled along the, the bottom of the sand. And of course, someone had been killed on that beach just um, further down earlier that day. And Jesus. we were all just like, you know, being idiots. And that's the problem when you're young, you know, that's the one thing. Yeah, I did stupid things in the water when I was young. And um, yeah, it's the closest I've ever been to death, I think, as well as water-related stupidity. Um I love, this is an iconic... There's so many things that I did, but I'd never do them now. You just wouldn't be able to pay me to do them. Oh, God, yeah. That's what youth, that's why we send youth off to, to fight and die. Um, yeah. I love this scene. Like, this is obviously a classic Dean Annapolis scene, but... Oh, what's the story? Everyone, there's all the arguments about, not arguments, but like, who wrote, who wrote his speech and all that sort of stuff. But I don't really care. It's just great. Was the script nominated for an Oscar? I don't know. I know that Spielberg I known that. wasn't nominated for Best Director. It was kind of like really... <laughs> because of that famous video. Footage. Yeah, it's just like, what? <laughs> it's really, and they're all sitting uh, now waiting for his name to be called out. And it's like, oh God, he's, he's hurt. Would you not think that if you're Spielberg, the first thing you'd be doing is finding that footage and having it burned? Because <laughs> yeah. it's so embarrassing. Yeah. You see the way um, uh, Roy Schreider, he, he lifts looks up at his, a wound. Yeah. Is, is it an appendix? His appendix scar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a great line. She broke my heart. Yeah. And the way Shaw's reaction as well. Like, Jesus, these are great actors. They're great performers. They're genuinely laughing. Yeah. Dreyfus is a bit of a ham, though. <laughs> They're genuinely drunk. Well, Robert Shaw was. He was yeah. absolutely scuttered. <laughs> they had to send him home and he came back the next day and was like, I'm so sorry. Can I go again? While shooting okay. this? And he nailed it. While shooting yeah, this? Yeah, there's, I think it's cut together from two different days and one of them, he's absolutely pissed. <laughs> and you can see it because his eyes, his eyes are wet. And then the, uh, the other time he's sober... But they sent him home. He was so drunk he couldn't get through the take. So they, they rapped for the day. And oh he came back the next day and he apologised to Spielberg and said, I'm I'm so sorry. I hope I didn't make an embarrassment of myself and I hope I didn't embarrass you. And he said, that's okay. He said, I, I can go again if you want me to. And they did. And he nailed it. Wow. But he obviously had his demons. Like he was... He couldn't handle his drink, as they say. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, a horrible affliction. It really is, and it was an era where you know you were your manliness manliness was measured by how much alcohol you could consume. You know, um, we had uh, we were we, um, what's his name Oliver Reed lived near near where I grew I come from, and um, he was notorious <laughs> not present <laughs> in Northwest Cork. And, um, oh, he was a notorious drinker. 
he was another one that had that, a wild glint in his eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's, you look at movie stars today and they're also, you know, media managed. They, they just seem very anonymous. They're beautiful looking, mm-hmm. but there's nothing... You never feel there's something irascible or... or the danger's gone, uh, as you, wild as you about said. Them. Yeah, yeah. The wildness. And yeah, everyone, like, you know, you, you, there are great performers, of course, like, you know, but it's you're just missing that... There's, again, that texture. There's a texture and there's a, a real-life worldliness. Like, you know, like so many had different lives before they went into acting. Like, Bob Hoskins was had a totally different life. And, um, you know, a lot of the stars nowadays, you know, want to be film stars from when they're, like, in... They're uh, child stars. Of, yeah, since they're child stars, yeah. Like Disney, you know, Mickey Mouse, Ryan Gosling and Jake Gyllenhaal's and all that. Um, great actors still, but they're missing that... This edge of danger. But oh, uh, Oliver Reed, he uh, lived uh, close to me, and uh, the door knocker on his house was uh, was a penis and uh, a pair of testicles. I bet the postman liked that. Bobbed up and down, like a kind of a top. But up like here, you, it's amazing. You've got your you've got your play within a play. We're in our little stage, and he's and we have our own little performance, and it feels like you forget about what's amazing. about this, you forget about the shark for a minute, and you're you're mm. with these lads in this in this moment, and it's very. It feels if I know that feeling of just being in a snug. And stories are happening, the cracks flowing, but then someone comes out with a dark story, and you're riveted, and you forget about the shark, and that's what's amazing like, about the scene. Dad, would you shut up, Dad? Jesus, you embarrass me. <laughs> I need to go home, Dad. I'm still in my Any pajamas. other filmmaker, though, or a lot of filmmakers, would actually, especially today, if they tried to do this, they would cut away and show us. The, the memories of this and it's so much better oh. just delivered as a monologue yeah absolutely just let the performers tell you let the storytellers tell you the story and you create yeah, more it, it does not matter what the sequence was or what happened it's how it affected him so it's about his memory and his processing of that those, those memories yeah we don't need to see a bunch of sharks upending Please. And did we, do you know, there was a, there actually was a film, USS Indianapolis. And I wonder, I actually haven't seen it, so I'm always curious. I saw, that. was it with Nicolas Cage? I saw yeah, it. yeah. It's not, are there, oh, is it anyway connected to this? I think there's a couple of versions. Oh, really? Because mm, I, I noticed, I feel like there's one with, with Tom Sizemore and Nicolas Cage. And I'm oh. sure there's one in the 90s as well. That would have been a fun set. Well, Elena, do, do fair Spanish ladies. But they're doing, I want to go to bed. I want to go to bed. And now you're in that moment. You just want to sing along with them. Yeah, you're in that moment. <laughs> you're just carefree. You've got the drinkers in. And then you cut the outside. But, and then, bing. Hold bing. on a second. Look at the food that they're eating. It looks like it's been shat out onto the plate. <laughs> oh, God, it's awful. Look at that. My oh, God. Oh, God. There's actually, and look, two, two plates <clears throat> are empty. And Roy Schreider's is hardly touched. <laughs> that's clever that's Isn't where the art directors have come in yeah, or the props yeah, masters you, come in and I only noticed that now 
And now you've gone from the horror of his story and the gallantry where you, the, your guard has gone down to uh, uh, you, you, the enemy is at the gates. He is Because fucking... now we are 100% invested in Quint. Because we know mm-hmm. that Quint is, is a damaged, hurt man carrying a lot of pain. Yeah. yeah. And he's in, in the, you know, the depths of hell. He's, he's Ahab. Yeah. Yeah. All of these characters and, and nearly... And actually, that's the other thing. All of the characters in this film have texture and depth. Um, they might have the most amount of lines, but they have texture and depth. It's also just bad skin regimes. <laughs> Lack of use of sun cream. <laughs> I always find it kind of a bit odd that the buoys have this sort of like glow that looks like it's been painted onto the frames. It oh, doesn't look like point. it's a real light source. It, it looks like they have artificially painted. You're absolutely right. I'm only noticing that now. You're ap- they have. There's a kind of a greeny kind of tint to it. Because this would have been shot during the daytime as well, wouldn't it? Day for night. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so you wouldn't be able to get that glow on the water. But it's not a reason why I hate this film. Why? <laughs> I was just going, why? That was a and joke. Oh, okay. Did you see Spielberg trying <laughs> to just missed the shooting one? star. Yeah. yeah, he's shooting star. I just went, oh, it's that's the, when Spielberg started doing shooting stars and stuff like that. There's another one. There we go. Running theme, though, because I've, I've said it now about three or four times, but when I was in Uluru, which is in the centre of Australia, I mm. was uh, camping out, and you're in a swag, and a swag is sort of like an... It's basically like a, a sort of um, a sleeping bag that... Uh, is more protected. It's got like a, a covering over it, but your your head is exposed, and you're looking up at the the sky. And because you're in Uluru, in the centre of Australia, there's no um, light pollution. And I swear to God, the number of shooting stars it was like every ten seconds. It was spectacular. Wow, that would be amazing. And that, that absolutely goes on all the time, but we never get to see it. Wow. Now we've got the barrel. How many barrels? It's just one barrel, isn't it? So far. We've, we've, yeah. we've yet to get the... Uh, the other two. Yeah, where it tries to whip the legs off of Hooper. I'm genuinely excited for you to see the second one, though. Yep, I'm going to I'm gonna see where I can get it. Um, I'm going to try and get... I'm going to try and get the set on blue... Oh, like, I have it. I have the... I have Jaws. This oh, one. I wouldn't bother. I wouldn't bother. Really? Because... Oh, okay. <clears throat> no, the third one and the fourth... I mean, for nostalgia reasons, if you wanted to sort of have that little kick of... I remember where I was when I saw this, so it gives you those little moments. Yeah. Uh, but they're not they're good not films. Good. The second one. Who directed the second one? Uh, Jano Schwark, who did Santa Claus the movie... And he did Supergirl. Oh, here we go. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm saying, oh, God, for a couple that. of reasons. You said Supergirl and, <laughs> uh, and this moment. Like that. And when the, when the rope whips out of Quinn's hands, like, like, you know, you just feel it. Oh, God, it's very effective. A simple, a simple um, shot, but like you feel uh, with the sound effect and whatnot, you feel the pain. That he's well, it's, it's that thing, isn't it? It's like in movies... Um, a paper cut will have the whole audience wince, but somebody mm-hmm. getting like hit with a sword and people yeah. won't even flinch. 
It's because we we all have that uh, real life experience of cutting yourself yeah. with a paper cut. I always, when I first saw this, I was like going, what is going on? What the hell is Quint doing? Why is he doing you this? You sort of Quint. Yeah. You hear me? You sort of <laughs> There you go. Look at Royce Rider right the there. Bat. You're talking about like danger. And look at Royce Rider right there. You feel that Royce Rider will beat the shit out of him. Like, you know, a scrap could emerge. Look, here's... Like, the shark is still convincing. I'm yet to look at the shark and go, oh, it looks shit. I'm yet, like... Like this right now. Look, that's still... That still gives me the chills. The only thing about the shark is that they had to give the shark jowls because they, you know, they couldn't make the moat look like what a real shark's moat would look like. So they gave him sort of like, um... these folds on his moat. So okay. he's got this sort of weird, weird sort of, like, shape to his moat. These hinges on either side. Okay. I'm telling you, this film is just riddled with flaws. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going off my top five. This is actually, I have, I only have like, at the moment, you know where you kind of look at your favourite films, and this is in my top four, you know, in my rotating kind of list of top four films, this is one of them, without question. It's in my top three. Oh yeah, what are the other, uh, the other two, uh, the other two top films? My holy trinity, the ones that I consider to be the most impactful on me are the ones that I still love to this day, you know. Uh, so that's how I sort of categorize my, my holy trinity. But yeah. it's Jaws, it's <clears throat> it's Superman the movie, and it's Halloween. Oh, yes. All yes, 70s yes, yes. films. Uh, question. And I saw them all I, on VHS. Um, it's, well, that's same as me. The <laughs> same, well, same as me for all of my favorites. But I'm thinking there was... Um, uh, there was a, I remember there was a Pixar story kind of thing where they say think about your favourite films and try and find a connecting uh, t- connecting tissue between those films what do those films have in common that you don't that, that, that appeals to you not even that maybe subconsciously appeals to you but um, be interesting to think about those three think what about those three films um uh, I would say there's an earnestness, there's a sincerity. The, okay. the lead characters are, um, they're immensely likable and relatable and human. Mm-hmm. They're not like, well, I'm, I'm saying that and I'm talking about Superman, but there's a there's a groundedness and a, and a sort of a an earnestness to, to Christopher Reeve playing that part. Oh yeah, but, you know, yeah. with with. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as, as the babysitter and with Roy Scheider they just they're not characters that are like giving you quips they're not like mm-hmm. wise asses and but also then again it's just the filmmaking of that time it was just it felt real it felt grounded but it felt mm-hmm. heightened and um, there was a grandeur to the films and they had spectacular music as well mm-hmm Two of them were John Williams scores. John Williams and, Jim- and the other one was John yeah. Carpenter with one of the greatest scores of of all uh, cinema. So, music yeah. for me is like a one of those things that will it'll paper over so many cracks in a film. I like I'll mm-hmm. get into a film and enjoy a film if the music is good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and this is this here uh, Jaws is one of those examples where a score is doing so much 
of the work of the storytelling as well. Like it, not so the, the filmmaking is great as well, but it amplifies. It's like um, the score is the is the tailored fine tailored suit that goes on uh, over uh, over the body of the man. It's like as as we're just saying that it's like uh, it's reminding me of. Uh, John Carpenter said that the first cut of Halloween, he showed it to an executive at some studio, yeah. and they didn't get it, they didn't like it, because it hadn't had the music on it. And of course the music to Halloween is 50% of the film. Mm-hmm. And Spielberg said the exact same thing about Jaws, which is that the film just did not work mm-hmm. without the music, and that he considers you know 50% of all the grosses to be um, thanks to uh, William's music. Mm-hmm. And then... I'm reminded of Richard Donner just going to the scoring session for Superman and uh, when he heard the first cues that uh, Williams had written for the film he just burst into the orchestra pit and he was like you genius you mad genius you did it you did it and everybody burst into applause because he said if you listen to the music the music says the word Superman Really? Because Superman. Yeah. Yeah, it goes dun 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 dun, yeah. dun It's like Superman. <laughs> now, there's a shot right there. Was these shots now are the moments where I'm kind of going, oh, it doesn't look that great right There you now. go. See his little jowls, the shark's yeah, jowls. Yeah. Little fatty. It doesn't look so great right there. Once he, once his whole <laughs> head kind of comes out of the water, um, you kind of lose the immersion. I'm surprised that they didn't offer this film as a a 3D release during that whole craze of 3D films well they eventually it was one of the sequels they did Jaws 3D oh of course yeah but god that doesn't work at all no I think I think maybe that was one of those films that um, I, I don't know if you're around or you're too young to remember but um, it was a pivotal if a very specific moment in uh, my childhood RTE did a weekend of 3D movies of a, on a Halloween weekend of 3D movies and they had like um, uh, three I studios. probably wasn't even in Ireland at that stage you mightn't have been it was like 1987 or something like that and you could buy like oh, 3D I would have glasses been. I would have been. In, in the newsagents for 50 pence or something like that um, but they had like that three does st- sound familiar now that you're you saying that I still have a, I still have a pair and uh, oh, they, had, they had they uh, had uh, three studios film um, something else but I think they had uh, Jaws 3D was the was three stooges the in 3D the, the oh no no oh, I should give three amigos <laughs> oh no 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 not that um, three stooges obviously, obviously from yeah. way back but um, yeah that was a woman's hand by the way really why mm-hmm they just did an insert with, with one of the uh, crew members so she slammed the uh, the oh. hatchet down with a machete that's an imp- this is an impressive shot see that shot where the, the, the three things go the three it boys go it actually is isn't it it's like how yeah. did they do that yeah how did some of these things I'm still going I want to know how they did that I still want to know there's so many shots I'm going hold on there's a trick here and I'm not really sure how they're pulling it off but it's and impressive it's his reaction that sells it yeah isn't it always about reaction? It's always about. I haven't. 
you know, you have to, and Spielberg often does that. He often shows you reaction first before he shows you something. He always makes sure he goes into a close-up. He always going into the yeah, yeah, someone's face reacting to uh, whatever amazing or terrib- it's terrible. It's that thing sense that's of happening. wonder and awe, isn't it? They just yeah. Just, just that push. Look at that. Yeah. It's, it's funny. We're doing an audio commentary for Jaws, and one of the big disappointments even though for me the DVD era was like my film school I absolutely mm. used to I used to live for Fridays when I'd get paid and uh, you'd buy your Empire magazine or your Total Film or whatever there was like a, a selection of them back then mm-hmm. and um, you'd go to HMV or to Virgin or, or whatever and uh, pick up the latest DVD releases and you'd learn so much from the order commentaries but Spielberg never did an order commentary for any of his films and I've always wondered why yeah I don't know I'm sure he is he has said why um, someplace publicly but yeah it's unusual because he's it's such an immense catalogue and but also there was what is he hiding he's got so many dark secrets I bet you and like I was especially surprised because oh yeah wasn't there this period um, when they were tinkering you know back in the Early late nineties, early two thousands, where they were tinkering with some of these films, like he uh, did a special edition of ET, which did not work. But there was talk that he was going to go back to Jaws. He was going to go back and do some stuff to Jaws too, apparently. And because of the bad reaction to ET, was um, so poor. um, But he did. He did hold his hands up and he said that that was a mistake and he shouldn't have done that. The ET one. yeah, he, he oh, doesn't consider that to be um, a film. He doesn't stand by that anymore. He thinks it was a, it was a mistake on his part. So he's he never did it since. Oh, he's damn right because it was a mistake. Um, it just. I'd love yeah. to know what his audio commentaries would be like, though. <laughs> Imagine if he was on here, like going, "This guy, absolute asshole." <laughs> asshole. It'd be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think Spielberg. Yeah, that's the thing. There's too many. There's sometimes. <laughs> but would you want to do? Would you want to do an audio commentary for your films? I, it's 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 something that I because we're doing this. We're, we're we're planning to do more than just this audio commentary. We want to do a, a good selection of them and sort of offer them to people as sort of nice little bonus materials in our off season. Yeah, um, and I thought about, you know, obviously we've had films. Well, you've had more than me. I would love to do yours, but for me to go back to watch Grabbers, and I think probably at some stage I'll have to because um, next year will be the ten year anniversary of its release. But um, oh, wow, it's very, it's very, it's almost like going back and looking at like it's like a high school reunion type thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's just such a very. Uh, I think it'd be very disconcerting. I I've not you. seen that film in a long, long time. But it's just the, the memories are so vivid and so so um, intense for me. It'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. God. I guess I remember you. everything, They're- obviously. I remember the, the, the great moments, the bad moments, the disappointments, the, the moments that sort of like made everything worthwhile. The sort of filmmaking is hard because it's like... Obviously, it's it's a it's a personal experience beyond what the film is. Yeah. So you know, for yourself as well, like with your with your films, you obviously have um, a fuller picture of what it took to make uh, 
those projects come to life and sometimes it's years it's, it's years of there's it's a, a years of your life and to try and condense or to do do an audio commentary uh you the know the only it, thing that is sort of like um uh i would love to have a, a do over is that during the release of Grabbers, the the period that it came out, and it was a very sort of like special time where I, I wanted to sort of soak it all up, but my mom was going through cancer treatment at the time, and uh, okay. so I was like constantly leaving the hospital to go and do interviews, and it just nothing was sort of registering with me. It was all sort of like a rush of okay. um, adrenaline. So I have those memories as well. It was like, oh, I remember this was the day where I had to. There you go. Do so and so. Yeah, you've got real life. There's, um, yeah, good and good and not so good memories are. Um, yeah, they're all wrapped up in it at the same time, aren't they? Twenty years. Mm-hmm. We'll do a twenty-year audio commentary. How's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think maybe with a bit more time. Uh, when you're kind of looking back. Maybe we've just landed on why Spielberg didn't do any audio commentaries. Mm. It's a bit trippy, I suppose, looking back and remembering what it was like to go to war. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. There we go. He's put the glasses into his mouth. Just did a dirty, disgusting. dirty man. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah, no I spit. Go. So yes, we'll do weird. it. <laughs> we'll do it. But I would feel weird about it. It's kind of weird. You kind of can't relax. You're kind of go, oh, should I? like you know, you feel like you need to get everything said, but you you can't. But there's so much to say, and you got one take. Also. And it's, um, we're Irish and there's this sort of ingrainedness uh, with us as, as people it's sort of just part of our DNA that we can't show too much pride in what we've achieved mm-hmm. so you're yeah. always apologising yeah. and I we're think those commentaries would just be very um, we'll be pointing out irritating to listen to we'll be like, oh I yeah. fucked up here I, I, this was kind of crap oh god I didn't um, yeah I didn't nail that line or I didn't yeah yeah it would be yeah, I would just feel very self-conscious. Here's Richard in the water. No, the shark, that shark's convincing looking, right? I'd imagine, maybe that's real. That's a real shark, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. I was just thinking, I'd imagine that's just stock footage or something. Look at that, it's whipping along. Yeah. They put a little person into the cage. <gasps> oh, really? So right there? Wow. Uh, for uh, some of the, the scenes with the real shark that attacks the cage oh wow um, yeah they had a, they had a little person in a, I think it was a quarter size or half size cage so That's that a, a, a sort of a 15 foot shark would look twice its size mm. imagine though you're in the cinema you would have been you would have been like bursting to go for a piss and you wouldn't leave because the film is so <laughs> riveting yeah, here he comes. Oh yeah, you can see the scale there. That's a yeah, quite clear. Because it's a two-hour film, isn't it? It's just it's 
pretty much. It's almost just bang on. It's like two hours and three three minutes or something. Yeah. And they have very little credits. You know, you're used to know. Yeah. Films having like eight, ten minute long credit crawls, but this has like this person, this person, this person. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all like over them, right? Of the two of them paddling back into the shore. Here we go. That's still that's still good. Was that a real shark? Real shark? Uh, no, I don't know that. <laughs> no, no, no. So there's your miniature person, okay. Not miniature person, small person. <laughs> miniature <Yeah>. person. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, yeah. The but scale the f- of it's pretty. But like It is amazing, like for a fifty year old film. Yeah, it's still it's still visceral. It's still it's still scary. It's it packs a punch and um, it's still imp- yeah impressive. That's the thing about it. You know, sometimes when you go back to these older films, all of a sudden they feel very uh, slow and locked in and um, stagey. Um, this doesn't. I watched. I watched. It's not just even that though. Sometimes it's just the the filmmaking itself is. Um, your memory is so more forgiving than the actual film itself. If you go back mm-hmm. and you watch the original Toy Story, though, it oh, is yeah. unwatchable almost. It's a gr- it's still the story and all is still really entertaining, but the actual oh that is perfect. The the, the what's the word the the animation or the, the the animation the quality of it is so low low res like you know compared to the the, the later offerings. It's. Um, it's unbelievable. It's so cool. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm really glad. Like that's why I'm I'm so delighted that I've had the the, the two animated films I've done with Song of the Sea and uh, Wolf Walkers. Like they have that hand drawn timeless because it's hand drawn. Like even though it's on a tablet, there are like these. There's people who are behind every single stroke of that, and um, there's a timeless quality to them. And I think they'll age so well. You know, uh, they will definitely all the CG stuff. Like you know, CG still an emerging technology. Like you know, even though we're still we're whatever thirty years into it now, but or maybe more forty years. Um, but it's still we're still finding the boundaries of it. But with art and hand drawn animation, you know, that's been oh look at this. Like, there we go. He's up. He's riding the boat. <laughs> He's mounted the boat. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the um? the the uh, remix trailer they did where they they turned Jaws into like a love story no and it was like I believe I can fly and the shark is like bursting out of the water and oh, look at that oh my god I would be scared to even put my body into that thing to be honest knowing it's a big god, machine god yeah look at that it's it's, it's really enjoying him. It's like, oh yeah, I got you, yeah. no, you bastard. <laughs> At last. Oh, and it's crunch. Oh, Horrible. Oh. And that is, that has to be Robert Shaw in that moment. Yep. Being it looked like under. him. Yeah, it did look like him. That wasn't a body double. But this is like your, your spectacular climax where you're going from the frying pan into the fire. Like, you are fucked. The boat is yeah. sinking. You are yeah. way out from help. No one's coming to get you, to save you. And this motherfucker is just has an unquenchable appetite. He's going to eat that entire boat just to get the he little is. human cherries inside. 
it's like I've had some stew and now I want some Italian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Irish stew. <laughs> uh, and he had some eaten mess, even though we don't know that Hooper's Hooper's probably at this moment you think Hooper's um been consumed. And he had some veal with the kitner boy. Oh yeah, true. Here you go. <laughs> and he had some um well he had some well dog meat as well. They leave anything. Savages. The thing about this, there's a couple of shots in here that I realised that they're actually not that far out from out at sea because you can still see land. Like I'm sure that's land in the background when he's climbing up the mast. Yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you this: you're not going to make that if you try swimming it. Oh no. Trust me, as somebody that thought he could swim across a lake, that's a lot further than yeah, it looks. Yeah. It's a proper monster movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah, the you know what I was saying, that idea about the, those three films and finding something that connects them? Well, Jaws is one yeah. of my films. And I would also put in there, um, I'd put in Aliens, I'd put in um, uh, Fargo and It's a Wonderful Life. And it kind of the one connecting thing that I... Wait, look at the way the boat's sinking right there. Oh, Jesus, I feel so vulnerable for him. Yeah, I feel so vulnerable for him. Oh, here we go. Rule of threes, Kevin. One. One shot. Two shots. Okay, I just blew up. That, that's four. The rule of fours. <laughs> rule of fives. It's a rule of fives. Here we go. No. Rule of use. There we go. <laughs> oh, I love it. What's the connection to your films? Oh yeah, those films. Um, they're all kind of like they're all stories about un. They're all wow. Un, they're all heroes that that, that don't want to. Go <laughs> they're into all the stories. Fray. <laughs> they're all stories about heroes that don't want to go into the fray, but are but their community are been has been a, like you know under threat by this really uh, horrible monster, and um, they're complete powerless on superheroes. Um, but they are will go into the into the fray to 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 defeat them, and um, yeah, they're all kind of people. Regular Joe is kind of protecting our community. That's what I kind of see. Ellen Ripley and do you, Brody. Those are great picks, by the way. But do you think it's a yeah. bit of a cheat to have Brody come back? Not Brody, Hooper, uh, Hooper? come back. It's yeah, a bit of a it just cheat, feels like I'm, it's a, a little bit of a Frank Capra. Like here's a little bit of sugar for you. Yeah, where was he up to now? Why wasn't he... He should have emerged long before this and why he was just hanging out down below in the shoals. Um, but honestly, I am so happy. I don't care. I'm so glad he's alive. You know, um, it's... We've lost Quint. It's We've lost a lot of people in this film. And there's that sense of... I think if he was dead, there would be a much more dour... The, the, the sense of the, the end of this film would be kind of more... More bleak. It would be more bleak. But now that you see the two of them kind of like paddling into into shore, when we get to see that shot, you kind of go. They kill oh, him no. in the second one. He's in the the first scene. The shark oh, comes up and no. it uh, bites the head the off. One. No, not watching it. <laughs> not watching it. No. There you go. Look, He's not in no, the second one. Happy. I'm only kidding you. This look at this he shot. He doesn't come there. back for like, a second. The tone, it's the tone beautiful. right now is them happily. You know they've 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 been successful in their adventure and um, paddling back into shore. 
That's what I think they gotta be careful though for those tiger sharks because we know they're in there. Yes, 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 yes. Swim, swim faster, Johnny. Here we go with the credits. There you go. Special it's, effects. It's, it's and Joseph Alves or Joe Alves. He's the guy that did, yeah. directed the third one. Oh, really? Ah. Mm-hmm. Underwater photography. Like it's just literally, and I love that. Just give me some, give me some nice location, like photography, and put the credits over it. And I like the font. The font is pleasant, and um, there's not that many of them. It's very seventies, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. That font. You know, there we go. Picture. West Rex recording, and that's the end of the titles. And this is the end of our audio commentary. So, Wait. listen. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. I absolutely yeah. loved watching this again. Yeah, it was good to revisit it and shoot the shit and talk about moments where um, you almost uh, died several times in water. Um, yeah, grateful. <laughs> yeah. Grateful. Lee Ferrero, Mrs. Kittner. You did a good, you played a good part, Lee. Jeffrey Voorhees. This is the first time I've ever seen that name in real life. Wow. wow. Great film. Fucking fantastic film. Oh, and they actually got out of the water Absolutely. at the end. I actually realised they I had sad. just noticed that as well. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, that was great. It was lovely. Thanks for listening. Maybe we'll do Jaws 2 next. <laughs> well, yeah, as long as Richard Dreyfus doesn't die. I'm there. <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay, good luck. So, see you guys. And here is a clip from the lad's latest mini-bits bonus show. The full episode, plus 100 more, are available on their Patreon. Mini-bits. Another new episode. Of this Patreon podcast. Exclusive. The best bits podcast with Will and Kevin, how are you? Hi, honey. How are you? Oh, you know, I've got this. I've got my corn sorted out. I went to the Chiraptus the other day, and uh, she Your said, "Corn, uh, my corns." Did you, ever get, did you ever get corns? No. Did you know what a corn is? Yeah, it's a bunion on your foot, isn't it? Yeah, like in between your toes and stuff like that. Do you, do you not wear any shoes like around the house you walk no, barefoot? I, I, I wear no it's the opposite GA shorts it's the opposite I wear incredibly tight shoes like those Chinese women oh. who get their feet bound who had their feet bound like you know before the turn of this yeah. last century and so they had incredible corns and bunions this is a great opener for a mini bits episode where we get people disgusted <laughs> Squally it's episode 73 of the mini bits <laughs> I'm Kevin your will this is yeah. our Patreon podcast. Thank you to all our lovely patrons. Yeah. A few of you have jumped in recently. I don't know what we said. We try to goad people into joining up every single episode. And then every so often, it's like a lot of people join because of one specific episode. And yeah. I'm like, what did we, how did we say it? What did we say on that episode? It's different <laughs> to the other 270 episodes. Maybe it didn't sound as desperate. 
Maybe we said, don't join. Maybe reverse psychology. That's how we should do it. Reverse psychology. Don't join up to our patron. Don't. <laughs> cancel. You don't des- Everybody cancel. <laughs> you don't deserve to be in this group. We don't want you. We don't we like don't the look need of you. you. We, don't, we don't need anybody. <laughs> it's just us. It's absolutely just us. Hey, should we tell people, we, we did, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't say it on mic, especially so early. We did an interview with the Irish Examiner last Friday. We did. Yeah. And uh, how do you think yeah. I, how do you think I did? I, I, I think you did all right. Like you didn't interrupt me once. So I was <laughs> delighted with how I came across, but you know, there's no sort of time limit on this. We don't know when it's going to get posted. One of our friends was saying, Kathy at the cinema was saying that their interview with did they do the examiner as well? It was six uh, months yeah. before it posted. And, and the Guardian, I'm pretty sure. They were, they were profiled in the Guardian as well. Yeah, but we don't do any really promotion. Like nah. We don't do anything. Well, this is our first time getting any sort of like proper coverage, which is going to be mad. So um, uh, listen to all you listeners who have uh, found us before we explode. You're you're you're, you're an OG. Bust. You're an OG <laughs> listener. Before Kevin starts getting gold chains from all his Patreon dash. I think I'm more of a silver than a gold. I think oh, yeah. my uh, undertones suit more silver. But, uh, yeah. I just want to die. Goes I, my Prince Albert. Uh, <laughs> your hat. <laughs> yeah. I want Speaking of, of the, which, I want one of those diamond studs in my tooth. That's all I want. So I can go bing whenever I'm on a call. Oh uh, yeah, bing. I usually just, you know, wink and like glints. Yeah. Like starlight twinkle. <laughs> Speaking of which, I interrupted you. What, what, we, what, did, what did you want to speak of? Which? Start the timer. Oh, I forgot. You may as well. Start the timer. They, all, all these lucky losers are listening in and, and they're wondering, what are we going to be talking about? But we have to start talking about them after. Yeah. We, we say goodbye. But look, I wanted to talk to you about, um, well, you've seen a few things. You've seen the new Godzilla film. Yes. I've seen the first Omen. Uh, I saw Scoop as well. That, oh, uh, we're looking Netflix forward to thing. watching that. Very okay. Okay. I'll save my thoughts. And right. um, what else did I see? I made notes, but sure. It doesn't really matter. I think I saw it. And I was going to go through all the summer releases and see what oh. takes your fancy. Okay, okay. I'm looking forward because I don't actually know what's what's on the horizon. So, um, I'm well, the Joker Two trailer came out today. I saw it. Yes, I watched that. Hmm. It reminded me of Chicago. Yeah, it's kind of like you see. It's all very much in the mind's eye. It, they're calling it a jukebox musical. Am I right in saying that? I think you're right in saying that. So, look, hey, listen. Uh, I, I actually what it, what it did remind me of <laughs> was that I want to watch. <laughs> rewatched the Joker because I saw it in the cinema and I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. It was a kind of a bold new direction. Uh, I'm just going to go cinema. back and watch the episodes from the Batman 66 show, the Joker episodes. Oh yeah, that's going to be... Just to fill me in like on the lore. You know, get up to <laughs> speed. Get you right up to speed. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be there going, where where are all the guys in the purple suits with the masks? Where, where are they going to show up? And like, It's you know, a weird time though where we have the Penguin TV show with Colin Farrell coming out, which is a totally different canon version of The Penguin. Then you have this offshoot of Joker, which is not its own universe entirely. Mm. And then you have the old Batman films that you can watch. Right. And, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just, I don't know. I'm kind There's of so many. IP. 
but like it's this, just everywhere. What well, what's happened is the world, the comic book world, has very much entered the the film world. Is where you could have different runs, totally different runs of a character by it's different insane. authors, and there would be totally different riffs on it and stuff. Oh, it's oh, this is the insane. thing, Kevin. <laughs> so I'm only catching up on this. You mentioned it to me on a on a pod on a podcast. What was it on one of those? Uh, it was the last. Show? It was the last mini bits. Uh, you, you said everyone's describing stuff as insane recently. And, and have you started noticing it though? Only, only, only with people trying to raise you. That's the only type, only where place where I've noticed people. No, people under sort of trying to every, raise you. Oh my god! Oh my god! I could start posting though, like, um, tweets, comments, TikToks, uh, articles, anything. Insane is everywhere. This is insane. That's insane. It's insane. There was a festival just going on about this insane lineup. I was okay. like, oh, it's a mentally ill lineup. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's it's everywhere. And the other, th- do you know the other thing that's also bothering me lately? Wow. Wow. And this has been bothering me for years and years and years. It used to be that everyone used to misspell definitely. They'd go defiantly. Okay. Oh, it's defiantly, whatever. They were just, they were morons. But no, I just keep noticing everyone keeps spelling a lot as one word. A-L-O-T, a yeah. lot. Where has, where have they gotten into their heads that a lot is one word? It's the same way that people will write every time as one word. What's the one that you've you've pulled me up on a few times and I can't get it right? Compliment. Compliment. I can't, <laughs> but I can't get it right. It's like the I. because I told you the other day. Yeah, and I went searching for it and I couldn't find it because I had to actually had to an, use it. If there's an I in compliment, it's yeah. I'm paying you oh, a compliment. That's a good way to remember it. Okay, good. And then compliment. I, I wrote that to you. But you did. And I went to try and find it because I was I found myself writing the word compliment. And I went, shit, Kevin. But, I, but you, you gave me a thumbs up, which meant, in my world that yeah I read that thanks but I did right I'm talking about a couple of days later when I was faced with the exact same hurdle of writing the word compliment I went okay what did Kevin say again about compliment there's an I and the E what did he say so I went searching for it and I found it I think and I went oh the I is paying me a compliment or I'm giving you it's a compliment it's insane how little you can retain information it's insane <laughs> Come here, let's start talking about what we watched. Come on. Did you start the timer? Yeah, it's it's gone. It's ticking. It's ticking down. The world's going oh, to explode. You know what I have to put in the sound effect. I have to I have to line oh. up all my sound effects. When you said start I the have timer, like, I have a whole fucking I have a whole soundboard. Okay. Jesus Christ, where's me fucking what? Where's me ding dang ding? Think Here we go. The timer has started. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Right. 